Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number 108 is brought to you by Trail Tech's new GPS aluminum holder, which is more robust than the previous plastic model. We also talk about to torture test George's KTM 300 handlebars and handlebar bends and what your go-to snack is on the side of the trail and also what your buddy's most disgusting trail snack is uh welcome to tech talk taco tuesday everybody it's um tuesday let's see we got that one out of the bag it's um show where we talk about um we talk dirt bikes and dirt bike related products and cats yeah and unboxing things yeah and we're gonna make stupid like we're gonna make a stupid video which is probably which we do every every week, but we're going to try to give you a little bit of education on your motorcycle questions, which you have asked um, on our Facebook page. Uh, you've made comments on our YouTube videos and uh, sent us emails, all of which we can um, answer those questions nine out of ten times without referring to a reference manual. Logan, what's your question? How do you go faster? Oh, like what? At, at First at, thing that came to mind. I don't have a question. Go faster at being prepared for the show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you read the show notes that I email you, and then yeah. you, you formulate some sort of theories about what we're going to talk about, and then you just bring it. You mm-hmm. bring it right here to the show, and then, we, and then we talk about it. I was trying to figure out which group to share it with on, on – uh, on the Facebooks because I can share it live or something like that. And you told me yeah. not to do it because then they'd be, they'd be talking and chatting in their own thing. We do have a um, chat room. Donnie Grywe is in the chat room and he says, Hey, Jimmy. And they say, my mics are very quiet. Be hoop, be hoop. Turn, Working on you, it. turn your volume up. Are our mics really quiet? They, they were, they were, I don't know what was going on. They were flashing like way low over here. Well, okay. I turned it back up. Should be good. Yours is quiet, and yours is way up yeah. there, right? Is this you? You're three or you're four? Oh, I, I should be uh, the fourth one. No, that's not me. That's not you. That's the one that's sitting over there on the table. Again, technical issues. I thought I had a really good producer here. We have some, uh, we have some li- live in-studio guests tonight. Bob yeah. provided us with the no negative COVID test. He took his mask off. He's, he's really causing a lot of um, problems around here. He's one of those guys that rocks around. And he's got opinions, and just he's put him all over social media. And now he's he's rum, random, ram, ramming them down our throat. Can barely take it. Um, so I'm, we might turn the cameras around on him. Uh, so what else is um, really low volume? So everybody now people that actually know are saying it. Not that I doubted uh, B Hoop. Um, so yeah, we got to fix this, Matt. How about the oh? What about the mains? Did you churn these? How about is that change? Did that change anything? Did that let's see. I in OBS, I don't want to turn up any more than I already have. Okay, so let's try to turn it up on your end. I'm going to turn it. You know, I can turn it up here on the main. Did you touch any of these buttons? That's the question. Zero. Nope. No buttons were touched. I did not touch any of those buttons. I'm trying to do in the main output, and then there's a USB output. There's that's an input level uh, through. Boy, I don't know. Change the settings. How does it sound now? <laughs> um, you can hear it. It's just not as loud as. How's it doing on the recording? Is it actually recording? Okay. Yeah, we're recording. 
I know, but is it is it recording? It's but that level, even what that I'm looking at, what I can see. Yeah, I know it's recording at this level. Yeah. Okay. Which is low. Yeah, it's low. It wasn't this low earlier. Okay. Yeah. Somebody touched something. Yeah. We're, we're in trouble. I'm just going to pump these up here. That'll. Yep. How's that doing there? Is that better, everybody? They'll let us know in about five to ten seconds. Yeah. 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 Well, better for me. Some people are saying better on Facebook. It, the levels are looking a little bit better over here. I'm I'm still quiet for some reason, but I'm not yeah. as important here. It's yeah, you, you, we're we're good. Okay, now that we've got the we've learned how to do a podcast live with you guys uh, helping us learn how to do a podcast. I'm going to get rid of that, and we're going to go straight into this show is sponsored by tonight's episode. Exciting episode is sponsored by Trail Tech. Yeah. Not only do they make great kickstands, and like I actually had a good friend of mine call me today and go, "Hey Jimmy, what kind of kickstands do you use?" And um, so I told him Trail Tech. He's, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," because he bent his KTM kickstand, and uh, they make those. They're good. But what they make that I've actually been testing for a while, so I know this is good, is you have the Trail Tech Voyager Pro, which is the GPS unit that we use all the time, and they now make a new aluminum locking dock for it so they used to have this plastic dock that you know it, the the unit's kind of like it comes in and out real easy but it docks into the unit that go you know that goes on your bike and they made an they had some issues with those that the, the dirt would get in the plastic and stuff and you might want to move your your keyboard away from your keys away from your microphone because i heard that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so now they make this really sano um aluminum locking dock for your thing it has a better um electrical pins because that's how it uses like pins that go into the back of the unit that contact um it has a better pin seal so the seal around the pins to keep uh, the elements out better water management which means it's kind of just a piece of metal and the 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 only electrical part is sealed once you put it in there with the uh with the upgraded water management parts and uh, it has longer wire leads, which makes it easier to mount up to your bike. Because the good thing about the Voyager Pro, and I'll tell you what the best thing is, but the good thing about the Voyager Pro is it's a motorcycle-specific GPS unit. And that way you can look at your temperature, and it'll show you your RPM. So there's a tachometer. There's a lot of stuff that you can't get in some of the other uh, GPS units. But the best thing is it has buddy tracking. And so you've used this before, right? Um, On the tours, haven't you? No. No, you, you I never, never got... Oh, because they just they just expect you to follow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with buddy tracking, if your buddy has a if your buddy has a another Voyager Pro, you can see where they're at. It says you know your buddy's name or whatever the name you input, and so you can see where they're at. So what we've used it for specifically is when we're riding and there's a lot of dust, I don't have to wait at all the turns. I just keep going and I leave a little trail, and then my buddy can follow my track so we can kind of keep riding and then you can also look down you don't have to wait for them to come you can look and see that they're still moving and uh there's other thing is that you can even push a button on there and send like an emergency like hey i have a problem you push a button an emergency and everybody else on your group in your ride group gets a notice that you have an emergency and these are the things that make the voyager pro a really good gps unit especially if all your buddies have it too so um, another cool thing we have on the show is uh, we're going to give away some Preston Campbell ISD shirts, courtesy of um, Mojave Bob here. He he bought them in like actually it's by mistake, really, because he bought them and got the wrong size. 
I have one. I didn't steal one of these. I got one. You can hold it all the way up, too, so we can see the whole thing. So Preston is currently over at the ISD competing for on a United States club team. He's actually on the District 37 uh, National Heron Hound um, team, and that's the front, and the other one's the big logo in the back. But uh, they are extra large, so you have to be extra large to win this. And if you're if you're still we're still looking for that first person on Twitch, right, Matt? Yep, I am keeping a close eye on the person on Twitch. We got to figure out who that is, right? Well, it doesn't give me that information unless they send a message, right? So if you were the first, we know who you are because we 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 saw the the thing. We wanted to hook you up with a T-shirt, and then so you guys, this is, this is what we're going to call this contest. You design your own contest. So what you need to do is um, you have to. You have to make some sort of a contest where you can prove that you deserve one of those T-shirts and then just lie to us and tell us you're extra large, and then we're going to have Mojave Bob mail them to you. So uh, that's how this is going to work. Somehow we'll get your um, all your information and go from there. So um, are we ready to start doing questions, Logan? Uh, you, sure. You ready? You got it? What's our first question? Oh. He's folding clothes over here. Probably doesn't do that at home, does he? No, that's me. Oh, yeah. That's your job? Yeah. He's supposed to keep the pool clean. That's also my job. Oh, that's your job, too. Yeah. Logan, what do you do? He's like, broken. Like, yeah, besides break, break motorcycles and crash. Keep bikes broken. Keep bi- keeps bikes broken. broken. Okay. Um, Jordan Hergerston. Her- Right, so like when I was talking earlier, how I send these things to you so you can get them early. Yeah. Then you can practice not only reading the question but getting the name right because you start sounding like me. So it's Jordan Hugh like that. You know, I just sounded out. So let me say that all at once. Hugh See, then you sound like that. Yeah. You don't want to sound like that. You just want to say it like you like you know what you're talking about. So go ahead. Uh, question about barbins. How do you pick the internet is full of que- people with favorites, but the but little science? Is there a way, any way to tell at how your grips wear to guide selection? For example, I always wear the grips in the out on the bottom inside. Pressure from the top of my thumbs outward and the rare blister only ever comes between my thumb and index finger in the web of my hand the problem i'm trying to reduce is hand cramps and fatigue at the end of a long race been working on form slash body position and no longer have arm pump issues but my hand slash arm position just doesn't feel as natural as I think it should. A class GNCC slash hair scramble racer, 2018 KTM, 6.4 if it helps. Uh, current favorite is Renthal Contour RC High, but planning to try something lower. I expect a plug from your riding school to teach goons like me proper form by the way thanks for keeping the show going i always enjoy the random topics and banter always something to learn this segment is brought to you by jimmy lewis off-road that's Mm -hmm. the uh the the school that i run yeah you ever heard of it yes yeah 
So I should just say that you should learn how to ride better, and then the bar thing goes away. But in reality, it doesn't. So I don't know of any. I've it, it, that's actually a really interesting question. Can you look at the grips to determine the way that your um, bar bends? I mean, the, to, to determine if that's the correct bar bend. And I I've never really never really thought about that, but I suspect you could learn a lot from that. Um, and you'll learn how a how you hang on, but I don't know that that's in reference to because the minute he said, "Okay, I'm wearing an out kind of under the bottom and stuff," and to me that means like he's falling off the back of the bike, mm-hmm. you know, where I tend to wear him out more up on the top, um, in on the upper part, like you know, on on my index finger, kind of in that index index finger knuckle, and then I also wear them pretty heavily um, where my pinky and small finger kind of grab on the outside mm-hmm. and i'm going well how does how does that work and and so it got me thinking about this i don't know that you could tell a, a ton i don't I, I mean imagine there's some stuff you could tell about it but it'd be interesting if you get to if you figure out what the proper bar bend is and i know i ride with the proper bar bend but i still wear grips out um if that would change you know, then that would that would show me something, but I'd have to do. You know, that would take a little bit of time and kind of research to to do that. So, the really, um, I I find that that having proper body position on the motorcycle will will lend to you know the proper <laughs> learning what the proper bar bend is. And if you have a really out of whack bar bend, it's hard to get proper body position, and then vice versa. If you have improper body position. And proper body position is simple. You're balanced. You shouldn't have to hang on the handlebars. And then and then your your bar should just naturally be where you want to put your hands. Like we, we kind of say, like, you know, take your hands up like gold posts and just sort of fold them down and and see if the bars kind of come in contact with, you know, where it where it should be. But you don't want to be falling over when you're you're doing this. You want to be balanced, kind of standing on the bike, and then being able to being able to go to sit, going from sitting to standing on the bike without having to push or pull on the handlebars is kind of a kind of another thing. And then it just comes down to comfort. It's like it's like at what angle is that bar going to put your wrist in in kind of a kind of a bind? And so that's the sweep of the of the bar to some extent the sweep forward and back and then there's the rise which is the kind of the sweep up and down and you kind of combine those two different things uh to get to get to the to the to the right thing you know bar height that's that could be done with the actual bar itself and or risers or ways to lower on the triple clamp you have clamp position that plays in the thing and your so your ktm has four positions um you know two two clamp positions on the thing and then the clamps can be inverted so there's essentially four positions there to move it forward and back there's a lot of little things you can do so i, I always the way i always do it is i start with sweep because sweep you know that's that's kind of the bar angling you know back towards you they they really are, rarely get straight across that would be considered flat more flat would be straight across and sweep would be sweeping back towards you and they kind of go and like the common bends are 10 12 14 on some adventure bikes back to 16 degrees are the are the different bends and sometimes that's actually measured in millimeters of sweep back and i don't know how you would do the math but you know you say hey i like a bar that's that's 30 millimeters of sweep and then that would be x amount of degrees i tend to prefer degrees because it's 
um, it kind of makes more sense. And then, and then you have rise and sometimes rise is how far it is from the bottom of the bar, you know, how much the top of the bar to the bottom of the bar. And then, you know, kind of, kind of going upwards. And that's, you know, that's dependent on a lot of things, including what you do with the triple clamp. So there's a lot of stuff you can do on handlebars. So you're making a note that you're going to write down. We taught, had a long discussion about handlebars here in your notes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that. I'm just checking. Just, I was just making sure I knew you were doing that, but that's good. So if, if you're kind of happy with, with what you have, I would try small changes to that and see if it gets better. Or if you have the opportunity to hop on your buddy's bike that has something different, ride that, you know, ride, just do big sweeping changes and see if something. And then when you notice that, Hey, that felt good or that felt horrible, ask them what it is, make a note of that and then go, okay, I do or don't want to go in, in that direction. And then maybe that's something you might want to try. Um, with yours, but I, I love it when, you know, just like somebody on the internet says, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get bars and then I'm just going to throw out, you need this bend, you know, everybody runs <laughs> this bend and there's guys that do that, that have some, you know, numbers and different things, but take it for kind of take it for what it's worth. Everybody's kind of unique. Even, you know, you could be six, four and you could have a really tall torso or you could have really long legs and little things like that make a big difference. You could have long arms, short arms. Um, you know, so if you have shorter arms, you might need a taller bar being a taller guy. If you have long arms, you might need a lower bar being a taller guy. And we didn't, he didn't really get into that. So it's kind of knowing how to, you know, place the things together. Something broken. I'm just checking. I'm just checking to see what changed because literally I didn't change anything. And right. Some, some people are still apparently having some issues, but for the most part, everyone sees, says it's sounding better. Yeah. Well, we have a two camera you know, setup, so you just, just watch and decode. I actually, I don't know how it does it, but mine actually does the, the, what do they call that? Subtitles. Subtitles. That's right. Yeah. Does the subtitles. So you don't have to listen to it. Uh. Just do what you got to do. <laughs> I think I think we're, I think it's good for now, and uh, we'll figure it later. We'll troubleshoot after the show. I don't want to. I don't want to break the show again. Right. Don't break the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, hand cramps and fatigue at the end of a long race. <laughs> um, th- that that is more of a. In reality, it's probably a bigger thing about like a you know riding position. You know, and, and, and how do you do that? It's like, well, you hang on less tight. You don't squeeze as much. And where, how do you do that? You anticipate what you are going to do on the motorcycle better. So you don't have to, you know, hang on. If your body position is always balanced on the bike, when you're accelerating, you're actually, you know, leaning forward because you're anticipating that you're going to be accelerated. So you start leaning forward and the bike actually picks you up. So you don't have to squeeze in your handlebars. Same thing with the braking. When you get on the brakes, you put yourself in a body position to where, a lot of force doesn't go back through your arms and uh, those can help quite a bit too. So Jordan, thanks for asking that question. That was a good question. Next. Um, Zachary C. Uh, If he did not slow down, he would have made it. He's talking about our, our um, all wheel drive KTM video where I ride the, you know, the KTM adventure bike and I, I ride slowly up the hill and then I get it stuck and then I turn the all wheel drive on and then I get it unstuck and Mm -hmm. I turn it off and go again, go slow and I get it stuck. So uh, that would defeat the purpose, but you're right. (laughs) If he did not slow down, he would have made it, especially if I was in balance, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So good job, Jim Zachary, for that video, right? pointing out the obvious, huh? Jim recorded that video, right? That's the video that Jim did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Definitely not George. No, George shot the other ones that we weren't able to use yet. Got it. Right. Um, potato chan- channel, fake. He says that video's fake. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked at Potato Channel's fake channel, and he—I I forget what he was—he was into. I think—I think he was into boy bands. I think that's what his—he was watching those. Like those are really those aren't fake. So actually, he was probably watching. No, no, he was the one. Okay, so this guy was the one that was watching that that other ding dong that gets millions of views. That he does like he find he he. Uh, he he finds a cat in a box while he's out riding. Did you tell me about this guy? You, I hope you didn't tell me about that. Who told me about no. this? Is it, it's a guy. He I don't even know what his thing is, but he like goes riding his motorcycle and like like it's like they're they're clickbait titles. You know, I I rescued a cat in in my on my motorcycle. Oh and, wait, I think this was on another podcast in my, uh, close to close to this region. Oh really? And then my my yeah. mom was abducted by aliens, and I rescued her on my motorcycle. I think something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this. So that guy, the guy that said our video was fake, that was like on his. That was like one of his favorites. It was his, he was it was a <laughs> playlist. I'm like, who's who's this guy? Whatever the guy's name was, Mikey Z or something like this. It was, and I'm like, how's who's Mikey Z and how's he getting a million views? Well, that's why we're gonna make stupid videos, Logan. Like me and you and your sister. And and we're we're gonna you you just we just go out and do do something really stupid and it's got to be so stupid that it doesn't make sense and everybody will watch it because it's what works now so no more cats yeah no more boxes yeah just just stupid videos like this mm-hmm. next um uh, Hamad Zufqua Zufqua yeah yeah he says. Imagine this bike on a drag strip. So he's talking about the all-wheel drive bike again. Mm-hmm. And since it's fake, it could never go to the drag strip. It's kind of fake. But anyways, if it were at the drag strip, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. Because if you're good on the drag strip, the minute you take off, where's the front wheel? Inch off the ground. Right. So how is that going to help you? And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the other reason. you. Eh, I don't know. It, it could It could help because it, since it's spinning... It's gyroscopic and it could it could it could help keep you going straight. But if you start losing your balance a little bit and you turn that bar and it's it's got drive to it and when it hits the ground, well it's gonna be going a lot it's gonna be going slower than the rear wheel. That's just the way they're designed. All wheel drive bikes are designed so that the front wheel is going slower and some so it's probably not on the drag strip gonna drag you out of line. It might be better because it actually spun it up. So um that's what I just did. I imagined it on a drag strip just like he wanted me to so, um, mission accomplished drag strip, uh you know not too far from here it's it just so happened it's just a retired uh <laughs> runway strip. yeah that, that we were apparently not supposed to be on it's a county road yeah, yeah it's a county <laughs> road it it's off to the side of the county road is the landing strip so yeah. who's the excellent speller didn't think so who's yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's next um, King Neptune. King Neptune wrote us. The Russians have been doing, using them for at least 50 plus years. Is this not new? This is not new. Um, I had no idea that the Russians had um, all-wheel drive KTM adventure bikes. Um, 
and I didn't know that they'd even the KTM adventure bikes been around for 50 years, but uh, King Neptune sounds like he's been underneath the sea for a little bit too long. Didn't he get, what happened to King Neptune? Was he the one that got sucked up by that, uh, by the whale or something? Wasn't mm-hmm. that the story? <laughs> I mean, you got your mythologies mixed up. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Stick to dirt bikes. <sighs> I'm working on it. I, we got to do stupid videos. We need millions of views. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, I'd like to thank Climb. Climb uh, not only got me this awesome shirt, they make great dirt bike riding gear. And when I was riding last weekend, it was 109 degrees. You know what I said? Chilly. No, I said, thank God I'm wearing Climb gear because this stuff's really vented and it kept me cool and protected if I needed it. And when I stopped in the only place I could find the shade, like underneath the cliff, and I sweated for a little bit, the minute I got going, it was like air conditioning. And it had pockets. So I can do my awesome segment on Instagram. You may know it. What's it called? I've got you in my pocket. Right. It's an audio experience. We've got a way that that we're going to turn this into um, another way to make oh. money. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we, we yeah. saw that we, we saw the little, idea. the ambient the ambient um, videos like like this like noises and stuff to put you to sleep. Like we're going to mix up all of the two stroke and four stroke noises that I've made in my pocket. And then make some stuff to put you to sleep at night because we think that'll work really yeah. good. Relaxing sounds to put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah. One twenty-five two-stroke will just it just so relaxing. No. <laughs> um, Matthew B. Two-wheel drive bikes are nothing new. If you say it, if you water pond stars, you would know what a trail breaker is. If I if, so I. I said, if I water Pond Stars, and this is what the guy said, Mike, Matthew B., you know, I said, if, if I water, he meant to say watch. But he said, if you water Pond star, Stars, I water Porn Stars. Water Pond Stars, I'll get this straight. You would know what a trail breaker is. Trail breaker is a Rocon. A Rocon is another all-wheel drive motorcycle. So it's their, the brand is Rocon. Trail breaker is one of their models. I think it came with the uh, the extra horsepower and the rims that were literally gas tanks or tanks to take water or something like that. And they float. And that's why he said water. I, I see, that's how I can go one step. You know how I know before I know the answer before the thing. Yeah. So, I, so I said, I said, so I responded to him. I said, yeah, it's, um, uh, they, yeah, it's a Rocon and they float on water. That's what I said. It's a water joke. And uh, so he got back to me and said, yeah, cause gasoline, you can fill them with gasoline and gasoline is lighter than water. I'm like, uh Oh, now I'm getting in a scientific debate with a guy on, on uh, YouTube. So I stopped, just stopped right there. So don't, I don't, cause I don't know that much, but I do know what a Rocon is. So, Hey, we'll answer all of your questions. I mean, you can ask smart ones too. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we can get arguments over things like this, but I try not to argue that much because it's like I, I'm, I'm really trying to spend my time educating people about like medicine and politics. This motorcycle stuff just cuts into my my time. So next, uh, C's Uno Subaru split their drink out, spit their drink out, and fell out of their chair. Subaru because of this all-wheel drive motorcycle. Subarus are made with love. Do you know this? Yeah. Yeah, that's what commercials say. So they love the uh, all-wheel drive adventure motorcycle, kind of like I do. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Subaru about it. I'm sure 
The last Subaru I had left my wife stranded on the side of the road, and that wasn't love. That was scary. <laughs> so, but hey, well, we sold it because some guy hopped the motor up and put in an off-road car. Um, wonderful experience with this yeah movie. just want to throw that in you had wonderful experiences yeah that wonderful experience yeah that was my car in a, when i lived in alaska for about a year and a half oh yeah it's fantastic like driving it or in the back seat no i was like like no dri- driving it driving it yeah no there, there was no backseat action in, no in backseat action yeah no because isn't there like I, so all i know about alaska is there's one girl for every 10 guys mm, i'm not sure about that ratio but uh <laughs> i mean it's kind of a similar situation. So Subarus don't pull the chicks, is what you're saying? No, no. Everyone drives a Subaru up there. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So, so that, that's, that's the, not the issue at all. Okay, got it. No, the issue. The issue was Holt was 100 percent me. Um, let's see here, uh, Chris. When might the new Trailtech Pro mount be available, Chris? I don't know, but very soon. Like, like if you send me an email, I'll send you inside information on how to get in line. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. And John Jackson, a fan of the show. Will you have an ISD recap show with the, with the, uh, with basically Preston Campbell's team N N G P C national, national grand prix C what does C stand for championship national hair and hound and just 37 club teams in studio to get the rookie perspective on the event. Um, I can try to do that. We don't talk about racing, so it'll be hard. Because I'll just ask them about how their girlfriends are doing and stuff. Try to, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe talk about the bikes a little bit. Right. <laughs> you can always get Trevor Hunter in, in with them, so then you know you can have the racers all talk. Well, Trevor should do a racing talk. He posts about all of his races. He posts about his races, and then Bob doesn't read them. And then Bob asks me what Trevor's doing at the races, and it's like it's it's the endless circle. He should just start a vlog like like everyone else. A vlog. Yeah. There we go. Trevor Trevor Hunter vlog. He does. He pretty much does a vlog. Does he? Um, Those just GoPro. Stuff. Stick to the dirt bikes. I don't know what a vlog. Yeah, we need to stick to the dirt bikes. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Read the second part, though. Read the second part. I'm not reading that. Chris Real <laughs> says Tote Goat. What's he talking about? Tote Goat is a. Two wheel drag bike. It is also. Yeah. Was it a Rokon? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Chris will, Chris will explain, I'm pretty sure. I rode a Rokon. Yes, I did. Um, and then Bob loves the Christini all-wheel drive. It helps me kind of sort of keep up with uh, me on trail rides. Actually, we loaned my Christini to Bob, and he rode uh, one of the really good Takati Enduros on it and and um, finished. He probably would have finished on anything, but he did good. Um, uh-oh. They're, 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 they're calling... 7.30? Yeah. Okay, let me see if I can do this. I, uh, I Yeah. Plug it in. You can do it. I can do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. You almost got it. There you go. Okay. You just got to plug that in. Plug this in here. Yep. We used to be able to do this. Um, we used to be able to do this like a different way, but now we have a new system. Thanks to Matt. Matt has gone out of his way to allow us to have live callers on the show. We're going to see how it works. I just know by the name Jorge Justice. You're live on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. How you doing? Matt told me to call in. What's up? Matt told you to call in. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you were sending text messages to to him, telling him 
that um, this show wasn't very good without you and you needed to make a guest appearance? No. Oh, come on. No, I like the new form. Oh, the new I'm form? I'm looking at Rokon site. How, how come you're not posting up stuff on the internets like you usually do? You don't have time for that uh, anymore? No. Well, you got a you got a producer full time in the office. So. I have Logan sitting That's next to good. me too. Logan could be doing that. He could. Yeah. Really? You well, can. You I just, don't know. He was. If you had, if so, if you had gone through these notes before the show, you would see we were talking about like uh, Rokons and things like that, and you could add all those links all like ready to go. The, yeah, put it in your well, notes. You used to, to practice. send me those notes, but I don't get them anymore. And Logan gets them, and he doesn't read them. Well, you know what you guys could do? You could have, like, note-reading practice before the show. You could, George, I, I, I got a way you can really help this show out. So about an hour before the show, you call up Logan, and you guys, like, read the notes back to each other. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I've got time <laughs> for that. Hey, this, this, King, this King Neptune guy uh-huh. talking about the Russians and two-wheel drives. Is he talking about the Rokon? Is it, that's not Russian, is it? Um, no, it's absolutely not Russian. I wonder if he's – have you seen that, like, that motorcycle that you can just – you inflate the motorcycle? Kind of like they make a car. No. Have you seen those those – what are those, those Russian um, things? They're like square blobs yeah. that you literally, like, blow up the entire car. It's, like, filled with air. At least the tires are. They're all mushy and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, they have a motorcycle like this. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it goes, it'll pretty much go anywhere. And you can ride it across water. I think you just, you like lay it over on its side and, and gas it and it drags you across water. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I didn't do my research. I kind of try to concentrate on the popular dirt bikes, you know, like the new ones everybody wants to know about. Because this is, this is why this show ratings are just going over the top. Because we talk about all the most no, current you things. Broaden your horizons a little. Broaden my horizons. Can I jump back to your? Can I jump back to your handlebar? Comp, you know the guy asked about handlebars. Yeah, or something. yeah, and I, I'm putting you on the list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign you back up for that. Um, the show notes newsletter. Hey, you remember when we changed the bars in the 390? Um. How yes. 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 That yes. Made to me. Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, I did remember that. That that totally, uh, you know, I rode that bike and it's stock, pretty much stock configuration bars and stuff. And I rode it a couple of times. Didn't ever really feel comfortable, you know, because of the just the geometry of the thing. And I had Jim ride it, and Jim was uncomfortable on it. And I think your suggestion we put some different bars on it and change things around a little. We did, and which I is never, like which is like sacrilege for me is to like raise bars. I mean, I'm so anti-raising right. bars I, but it was like i i knew it needed it and i just you know we were letting so many different people ride it just to see how they were responding but that's what we did yeah. we raised them quite a bit and and to both jim and i i mean for me me for sure and i know jim felt the same way was it just totally changed that I, i've never you know or felt it you know of course i don't have skills but modification just totally changed the nature of the bike so and it really changed my mind on it well so but you, you think about most of the bikes you've been riding uh, at least off-road bikes because i don't know about that other stuff you ride but most of the off-road bikes you ride they're 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 set up pretty well to begin with they're set up to do a real specific task and right you know for for things so so in general they're set up for the average height person you might be a little short do you see that thing we did with um 
with Jason Thomas talking about his bike. You know, he's a he's five five four five six. He's five no. six guy. Five six, five six guy. I rode his race bike back in the day, and he had a bike that was very specifically set up for for him, and it was kind of everything I hate about a motorcycle. And it was a it was, oh yeah, you've been talking about that a couple times, it, right? Yeah, it was a really good bike for him. Not for me because he knew how to, he knew how to set it up, and this is the case with anything like with handlebars and with um, with you know suspension settings, and that's why they allow you to adjust them to a certain extent, and that's why you can modify them. That's why there's aftermarket for this stuff. And for me on that KTM 390, the biggest thing was getting those foot pegs leveled out, and and that really for me made me feel like the bars were too low because when the when when the when the foot pegs were canted forward, not only did I not like standing up on the motorcycle because it, it caused me to fall forward on the bike, um, it it made me put a lot of weight down, you know, on the handlebars when I was falling forward on the bikes, and then it's it's really low. The minute I leveled those pegs up, then I stood up the way I wanted to, and then I can't. Then I notice I can't really reach the bars without bending or doing something funny. So, and I was sort of waiting for you some I, someone else I, to complain. What, when I think back on it, I think it was easier to ride for me. I still didn't really like it when it had those other pegs and the stock bars than when it had the level pegs and the stock bars. I think it got more uncomfortable for me. But when we raised the bars, that was the ticket. And yeah. it really, you know, kind of came together and felt good. And and you wouldn't notice. I, you know, a guy like me, I wouldn't I wouldn't know to make those changes like you do. I just got on it and thought, you know, this is just uncomfortable. It feels like I'm over the top bike or something. Yeah. It felt like the steering head was just so low to the ground and close to me. Yeah, and that's uh, that's weird. that just and so that comes like I said that comes from kind of years of of experience of me doing this different stuff, but then also just watching people watching their body positions kind of and and when the pegs were all funky like that, I just preferred to ride that bike sitting down like all the time. So I was riding like crazy Nate, just full sit down ride style, never stand up. So, um, uh, so George, how does it, how does it feel to own the, uh, the most endoing bike on the, on the chart on the roost and endo? Well, my neighbor up here in Montana showed up on a Rokon a couple weeks ago and wrote it up. And I was going to get some pictures of that and send it back in. But, did, did, uh, did, I have no problem setting the baseline. But you the see baseline. I'm always ahead of the, <laughs> the toilet. The trends. <laughs> well, I'm always ahead of the trends because I thought you were joking, but that guy really raced one in what, Vegas Torino or something? Well, he, he rode a 350X. So it was like, that was the kind of the. You know, that's you have the 185, and so imagine the 185. No, I, think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a 200. Oh, here's a 200. Okay, it's a well, two or 300. Look, look at how proud he is of that thing, Logan. He's it's so proud of that one. thing. The goat one. It's it's whatever. It's the farm ranch one. Two speed transmission with all the racks. Yep. 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 It, it's a workhorse. It's and it's that thing unbelievably starts like on half a crank. I push it, and that motor turns half a, half a rotation and starts. Oh, you bump start Cold, it. doesn't matter. No, no, the, the electric start. Oh, it has electric start? I just tap that button. Oh, yeah. you should have you put that in the thing. I mean, it might, it might have raised up a little bit. Maybe it's better than that oh, bike yeah, that burn I'm up sure. in a fire. <laughs> you never <laughs> know. Hey, you want to stick, stick around for our uh, Roost and Endo segment? Oh, 
Uh, sure. But okay. you know what? Yeah. I, I, I actually wrote in a question I wanted. Oh, okay. You, oh, you have a question. You wrote it. You did yeah. we did we get it on the list? Did it make the list? No, this is the one I was asking about because we, we couldn't find it. Oh, you have pictures and everything. Yeah, I do have pictures ready for. Okay, for, we'll start with that, and then we'll and then we'll have you stick around for Roost and Endo because it's 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 good. It's the best segment. Okay. It's, it's the one that I thought was really going to take the show over the top. I really thought that this was hey, all we needed. Went up. The viewership went up so with Roost and well, well, you want me to you know, shut up for now or what? Like. No, what, what was the what was the question? So, oh no, 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 no! I was looking. Wait, are you talking to me or George right now? Because I can't hear George. Oh, you can't hear him? No, I can't. Neither hear can him. they. That's why everybody in the studio audience just walked out of the building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Wally's gone. <laughs> no, who 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 did you bring with you, Logan? Uh, the one riding the my. Oh, bike. that's what I was hoping for. So that's the that's the hole in the head guy. No, well, yeah. I mean, the two of them, I, I. It's a combination. 50-50. Oh well, yeah, of course. Okay, we'll get into this later. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just yeah, checking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, my cat's probably out there, you know, trying to negotiate a deal with them. <laughs> so, um, so okay, George. Question. Your question is. Well, I think I think you're better off with just the speakerphone held up to the mic so everybody can hear me. Well, they can hear you. Oh, okay. So anyway, you're live on the show. I sure hope. I hope I'm just not talking to myself on this show. No, no, they can hear him. Oh, I thought so. I I can hear you. I mean, like I would have said something a lot sooner if we couldn't hear. Oh, we don't care about anybody else here. It's just me and Logan, the only important people. We're on the show, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're good. Okay, Matt could have earphones too. Yeah, yeah, I could. So my question, I'm here making sure. Do you want a drum roll or what? No, I can just hear other people talking because they can't hear when I'm talking. That's okay. We'll tell them to shut up. Just go. Okay. So I was surfing the Craigslist and Facebooks for my friends up here looking for their kids' bikes, little kids' bikes. And this guy had two bikes advertised for 900 bucks. It was a 90 and a 125. It looked like one of them might have been a Honda. So they were all ready to buy them. They supposedly both ran because that seemed like a pretty good deal, two bikes for 900 bucks. And then they found out they were these Chinese knockoff bikes. You know, I don't even know what the brands were, but, you know, one was a Xing Xing and one was a Wow Pop. Xing Xing and a Wow Pop. Got it. And so I told him, well, at that, I'd probably just back off and wait around for a sure enough haunt, you know, one of the Japanese brands or something. Uh, sure enough. Yeah, make that picture big, Matt, so everybody can see it. So so we are looking at, I'm going to describe it for our podcast audience, we are looking at a knockoff Honda 50 with long travel suspension. So all those mini bikes we raced back in the day that were all super modified, like by companies like Fast 50s and BBRs, well, the, 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 the knockoff companies basically took a picture of it and said, hey, we have most of those parts. And so they, they, they basically took, they kept the wheels off the 50 and the Honda 50 motor they are had cloned and some of the frame. And then they got really long shocks and really long forks and just bolted it on. And then they just changed that, the color. They that's made them. actually supposed to be the 125, I think. Oh, well, that motor can be, that there motor can be from, smaller. that motor can be from right. like 50 cc's all the way up to like, I've seen those motors like at 300 cc's, like just it depends on the jug they put on yeah. it. So, yeah, so that, so we're looking at one of these knockoff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch the image to the other bikes. one actually. Oh, you got the other one too? Yeah, I got them both. 
So, so these are, you know, just typical, like they're, oh, here's the second one. It's they good. go by a lot of different, oh, that's the mini one. So wow. it's got the big, tall seat on it. So this one actually looks way more like a Honda 50. In, it even says CRF on it. Yeah, it says it says all the Honda 50 stuff because they just knock them clean off. So it's a 50, and then they just put a big, fat seat on it because that's what Americans need. They probably, they, they probably, you know, watch videos on YouTube of guys that are riding and say, oh, they need bigger seat. <laughs> so. Well, after looking at them, you know, a little more, I mean, these are obviously bikes set up for big kids or adults to screw around on, I think. But anyway, I just said, you know, don't even, don't mess around with these knockoff brands. I just, I just, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on that. I mean, you know, what is a parts availability and, you know. So it, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, you, you kind of be surprised this, this take on this is like there, there was absolutely with a hundred percent certainty, no product testing or development that went into that motorcycle. They just, they, they took a picture, they took parts, knocked off parts. They found a shock at just a thing that it's called a shock that may not actually be a shock. It might just look like a shock. It might be a, a thing with a spring on it. That's, you know, so, so even though it looks like it, maybe it was set up for an adult or something like that, it depends on the, the spring. They could get the spring that the guy makes at the factory that makes pens next door, or they could go to the guy that makes tractors on the other side of the street and get that spring and put it on that thing that's supposed to be a shock. This is, that's R&D at these factories that make this stuff. Some of these companies actually are able to, to you know, once they send a, a prototype, I get emails from these companies all the time. It's like, hey, dirt bike test, Jimmy. We make a special run of. We've written the. the we've re read the email before. Remember the guy that wanted to build us motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to, you know. So he can produce up maybe 10 up to uh, a thousand. I don't know. We could make an order of motorcycles that he would send and they would be DBT motorcycles. I should have done it. I mean, that's how we're going to make money. Yeah. Then you give them away. I get. Are you going to. Are you going to. Wait. I'm thinking, you know, I, I got to quit doing honest business. I got to do a scam. So, George, you know what? You want to invest in my new motorcycle company? Because I think that if we sure. get if we get a lot of motorcycles in here and we start selling them, well, no, we'll do giveaways first. Let's see. I'll just charge you double of what we're going to pay for the bikes, and then I'll disappear after we give them all away. Well, wait, wait. The giveaway's got it. No, we got to do a giveaway, and then we'll get more subscribers, and then we'll start doing this from a basement someplace in Nebraska. Yeah. And nobody will find us. Like Wolfman Jack. Old bomb shelter, yeah. Right, bomb shelter. Got it. Um, Logan knows who Wolfman Jack is, too. He's totally confused. No. So so these bikes, so back to the whole thing. So so these bikes are basically, they're kind of like the, <laughs> they're they're worse than the, the old Hondas and, and Yamahas and things that we got when we were kids. That because they actually were trying to make sort of a, a performance product, something that worked, and these companies are just trying they just knock something off and are just trying to get something over here that somebody can sell. And and whether it's sewing machines or motorcycles, it's a thing that they're exporting that can sell. And for me the good thing is is if you're a kid and you get one of these you 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 get to ride you know you, you and you don't know you don't even know that it's bad you're just on a motorcycle and you're cooler than your friend that doesn't have a motorcycle and you go jump it and it breaks in half and then you then guess what you learn how to do weld 
you know, you go, you know, ride it and it breaks a chain and you learn how to go find a, a place to go get a chain or grips or, you know, you find out whether your BMX bicycle grips fit on it and the motor's going to break at some point or another. And you have to learn how to unplug a carburetor, um, you know, adjust the valves, um, you know, stuff, stuff like this. And so in that respect, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of good because it's a learning tool. And if you don't want to put the effort in to work on those things, to learn to work on those things, well, maybe dirt bikes aren't the best thing for you. So it might weed out some of the people. And then when you, and then when you say, Hey, this, you, you learn from it breaking all the time and, you, and your friend that has a Honda that never has to work on it. And, and it, it's the same, it looks exactly the same. Cause at that point you don't even know the difference. It's like, I've got one just like that. Cause they look the same. You, you realize it's like, I need something better. And then you go in and buy uh, the next the next best thing. And I think if you kind of come into it, that's like, hey, I'm going to get into this for kind of cheap. It's kind of like Matt buying a, a YZ125 in a box. Yep, you, yeah, you, you, le- you learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that was the whole purpose of me buying that bike. I wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, and I learned the wrong way a lot in that process. Yeah, you <laughs> you learned, and and Martin Hackworth done that on thing. He said you should see what they do with Fender and Gibson guitars. <laughs> they, they do this with everything. <laughs> you know, they knock they knock everything off. What's that? The tractor I have is a knockoff Kubota, whatever that thing is. But that company's do you, been. Do you have any doing it forever? Do you have any idea if you can source parts for these bikes, or do you just use Honda parts, or what do you, you do? There's there's. There, there is, they're starting to become a pretty good parts change for these bikes. I think there's, there's a few companies, a company like SSR that, that imports a lot of these things. Um, and, and, and so if the stuff isn't like a direct fit for a Honda and believe me, you do not want to go into a Honda dealer and say, Hey, I have this bike. It's like a Honda. And can I get this part? Because not only is the parts guy not even capable of understanding what bike you have or something like that. It's just like it. They don't have a part number for it. It was like me trying to buy, I don't remember what it was, a clutch lever for a Hootsberg. And the guy said, he, he goes, he goes, I I told him what, I told him, can you get me a, this part off of a of another bike? And he goes, well, what is it for? And I and I told him, I said, you don't want to know. It just, I just need a part for this. He goes, well, what is it for? I go, well, it's for a Hootsberg. He goes, well, what's that? I'm like, that's why I just said, I didn't want to tell you. Can you please get me a KTM four, you know, four fifty or whatever it was, clutch lever or something, and just down, you know. But anyways, this is what happens with these these knockoff bikes and stuff. Is is it you can if you're crafty, you can source parts for them, and you can probably find a whole nother bike for that doesn't work for half of the price of the one that that you got that was running, and then you you can put the two together and you end up with a big pile of parts eventually. But then you can then you learn how to sell stuff on eBay. Because you part out the one that you didn't have, and net net you, you know, make money. Well, I'm I'm glad I told my friends to stay away from these because <laughs> that is the George safe. Would be the one ending up fixing it. That I is the safe like thing to, to do. Go online to Rocky Mountain and order stuff by year and model and all that. I don't want to be hunting on eBay for a week, right? Find a state or something, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I, I think Logan needs Chinese bikes from now on. He needs knockoff bikes. <laughs> yeah, if he's blown until, until until you can keep them running for a long time, you know. And even even a lot of the ones that are coming from the manufacturers, a lot of those bikes are built in other places. Like you know, now I think a lot of the Honda CRFFs are built in Brazil, and some of the Yamaha 
TTRs are built in different places in Indonesia and stuff. You can look at the, the sticker on the side of the, you know, on the frame. It sometimes it tells you where they're assembled, but it's just, it comes down to quality control. And then a company, you know, like if they did the testing, to make the bike good, and then they license someone else to copy it. But that doesn't take very long. Once they license a company someplace else offshore to copy it, when when the brother of the guy that owns that company gets the plans and takes it three doors down the street to the other guy that used to make you know lawnmowers and now is going to start building motorcycles, then you get your woo woos or your what'd you call it a zim zam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. Yep. So uh, where are you at, George? Montana. Yep. Up in the northern northern part of Montana, sitting in my fifth wheel. Are you, are you? Uh, I'll be sitting in this fifth wheel probably in Perum. I don't know. A few weeks. Rally training uh, starting Tuesday. If you can come down, Jim's coming. Yeah. 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 No, no. I'm trying to get electricity onto my property, and they don't have electricity up there. That's why we don't go up there. It's almost like China. A, you don't have electricity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I sent a, I just sent Matt a picture you should put up on the screen there uh, that Jimmy uh, just sent me. Jimmy uh, Tyler. Well, he, Jimmy could have sent it to Matt. We don't have to send it all the way to Montana. It's like we don't need <laughs> UFOs around yeah. here. <laughs> oh, is that is that of the hole in the head? Uh, No. No. Something I different? I think so, yeah. I think it's something different. The one wheel thing? A little black stripe no. across the eyes. I saw a picture of a one wheel the other day. Okay, let's get the board down. Let's oh, do okay. let's do some let's do some uh let's do some of this uh rooster endo with uh special guest George. Yeah, you, you so you're gonna come down and co host a couple of these shows, put Logan out of a job during the winter? Well, that'll be in the winter maybe. <laughs> okay. Logan's gotta improve this. I his forgot board. how to ride, by the way. Oh you did? That's yeah, a shame. Pretty much, I forgot how to ride. <laughs> Jim's been riding every day, living the dream. Right. Oh, there's stuff falling off of there. Yeah, this you know, Logan. Logan hasn't have this. He's got to get this system on point. It's kind of like his his reads for the show. They're a little little substandard, but we're just getting used to it. We're uh, he's coaching us up or down or whatever. It is. Do we do we set everything on top of the on top of the other oh, things? No, I think the board is. <laughs> Logan, this is this is really not how this segment's supposed to go. It's supposed to be fluid, just roll right in. In fact, where's the intro music for this segment, Matt? Uh, it's coming out next week. Coming next week. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was I was trying to get a soundboard set up, but uh, that I I'm suspect either that may ha might have something to do with the audio issues earlier tonight. Matt's been doing really good. Oh, oh, now the story comes out. Well, no, I think it's either that or there was a uh, an audio like a connection's loose somewhere. That. You know this this thing needs to be built in a way that we can just pull it down and then uh, and it stays up by itself. Don't worry about last week's things; those are old news. Let's go straight to the new shit. We might have a uh, we might have cool news next week too. Cool, yeah. We're working on cool news. Matt has been doing something around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael. Okay. So I want to know when Matt's going to get a real job and you're going to lose him. Oh, Matt getting a real job. Matt has a real job. Yeah, re Dude, very real. Hey, he has a real job here. He's in, he's a, he's a partner in some of our things. So so you know he's working a little bit on spec. It's going it's going. No, good. I mean a real job that's going to go somewhere. He's grabbing the bull by. The, <laughs> you have no idea how far this is going to. It's going to go so far that that you can't even comprehend where it's going to go. Right, Matt? 
Oh, thousand percent. Thousand percent. People will not know what's coming. Will not. Know. They, they don't know what's coming. Them. They don't know what's yeah. going to hit them. As as uh, San Felipe Bob care. said That's earlier. San Felipe Bob yeah, classic Matthew Mattoon gold. Just wanted to classic. You wouldn't read that part, so I had to read it. Classic Matthew Mattoon gold. Yeah, okay, good. That's the show. That's what's going on here. Um, I think Logan needs a glue stick instead of all these pens trying to put them into a drive them into a three eighths piece of plywood. Three eighths, huh? <laughs> Whatever. I haven't seen it. I've been there. Yeah, he, he needs he needs some help. He's you know just slacking here. Uh, so Michael Betsy Corn is that really his name? Michael Betsy Corn. Hey Logan, can you move the taco source really quick? Taco source. You're blocking the 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 namesake of the. Yeah, you're blocking the, the Hoosa. Are you kidding me? There we oh, go. I, I was using it as a uh, little and then break. You, and then Travis just fell. Yeah, he just de- destroying the whole set. He dislocated his shoulder again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a 2006 KTM 450 EXC. I need to see it. And you, do you have a picture of that up on the thing right now? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. up there. It's up there. Make it big so everybody can see. They don't okay. need to see. You can cover me. I don't care. Um, I'll block Logan. A 2006 KTM 450 AXC. These are sought-after bikes. This is when they finally started getting good with that RFS thing. Complete set of supermotor wheels with factory oversized big front brake rotors. We don't care about that. Third bike test. Baja Design Squadron Pro LED light. Trailtech Voyager Pro GPS unit. Ricky Stater 100 watt kit. This thing sounds like a Baja Warrior here. Um, full FMF exhaust with true ceramic coating inside and out on the header. Uh huh. HT Racing external. What does that do for you? Um, What's the ceramic do? Cool or something? It, it, yeah, it, it doesn't allow the heat to get into the metal. Um, like it eventually gets in there, but, uh, it, it protects the, uh, protects the thing. Um, uh, Jimmy's jury is out on the effectiveness of ceramic coating on as far as related to performance and Bob who ceramic coated the, uh, the, um, header on one of my Husabergs that I purchased from him, uh, is waving his hand. We're going to take the question. It keeps the temperature of the exhaust gas velocity um even okay so he says it keeps the temperature of the exhaust gas up which yeah it depends on how it there's a lot of there's a lot of debate about this you know and uh and it keeps the velocity up right because the temperature's up yeah so to a noticeable amount in a bike that's in the in a bike that's varying its its rpm levels and 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 it's a dirt bike, so it's probably a waste of money. But they do right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's a dirt bike, so it's probably a waste of money. Well, that, uh, <laughs> you don't want your gas tanks boiling. So you're trying to keep the heat in the pipe and not transferring it into right. the uh, the uh, rest of the bike. Okay. So, anyways, but so true ceramic. I don't know if that's better than fake ceramic or or false ceramic, but true ceramic. Um, uh, XT HT Racing external billet oil cooler stator cover holds an extra ten ounces of oil. Seat Concepts dual sport seat. And did we talk to Seat Concepts yet, Matt? That was on the list, That's right? On the list, right on, on the list. Because um, they 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 literally are on every single bike on this board, and it except for the one that caught on fire in George's ATC. 
Uh, I put a new cover on my ATC. See, is a carpet? Or, I or, put a new cover. No, you should have skinned. No, you should vinyl cover on there. You should have skinned that bowl you were dumping in the ground the other day and put that bowl on that seat. Oh, you know what? I wanted to, and I hated that to the owner, and he didn't. He didn't go for that. Bite, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. George in his spare time now is a is a, a bowl mortician. <laughs> Well, yeah. I have a pet can you get us like some good steaks? Pet. He has a pet cemetery on his on his oh, okay. on his lawn. Uh, <laughs> you learn more than you need to know on this show. Hey, this guy's got a lot of good parts there, but you know what the downfall of that bike is? Well, we haven't got to the end, so just let me get to the end. Uh, bulletproof oh, okay. luggage rack, IMS oversized gas tank, a JD jet kit, suspension by Moto Vations Racing, MR MVR. Moose racing radiator guards, moose racing hand guards, and then the motor was sent off to Thumper Racing and bored out to a 453cc motor from the 400cc stock. So, okay, Michael, here we're gonna here we go. Okay, so what's what's wrong with this bike, George? Carburetor. <laughs> carburetor okay what year is that thing 2006. 2006 yeah he's, he's he's got a little ways to go to carburetor i mean as far as the as far as the 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 ktm exc's mxc's of that time it, 2006 and 2007 they had those things 2005s even they had those things pretty dialed they'd learned a lot about the frame uh, the ge- geometry and just the flex and stuff they started they really started to come around at that point but he lied he lied to us he called it a 450 exc right off the bat and then we find out it was just a little 400 and he had to bore it out yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so that's false advertising right there he should have started out with 400 and then snuck that 450 in a little bit later i think i think so i'm, I'm put i put it right there but that's a pretty, I think that's appropriate spot for it. He's got a good. He's got a good setup, though. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. You know what? You, you got to say on a bike like that. If he's proud of it and he's riding it, that's that's the deal. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. That's I'm, all it's about. I'm pretty he's sure that proud of that bike and all that shit on it. The good. The good thing about deal. this. The good thing about this um, segment is that slowly over time, because everybody will send their bike in, I will get rid of all of our viewership and then only stupid people will be watching this show like the people that want to watch logan open a box yeah and where's well, stupid taco hat well don't worry you get to do that no, later the taco hat is the selling point it's not stupid uh who have we got here i'm not gonna come on unless i can wear the taco hat oh see it's a reward not a punishment like i cool. told you yeah hey did you see the tequila i had tonight george loma azul it's the reposado nice. Yeah, really good, really, really smooth, smooth drinking. I, I just put it on top of your ATC, by the way. Uh, what do we got? Who's who's our who's our next guest? John Jackson. John Jackson and John. I'm sorry because I think he sent this to us earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. I was trying to go through like in the order that we got him. Okay, and, but I, I'm kind of like picking around at this point. Okay, so this is a 2016 Honda CRF 250L that's completely stock. It honks its horn as he passes 450s in technical sections. So right there, that's that's going right up, way up there. It's uh, I'm gonna even go right up there. That's it doesn't go above the KDX. I don't think it's above the KDX. Yeah, no, it's in front of the KDX. It is. Yeah, I'm looking. Look, look, well, because the KDX probably fell off. 
The KDX is <laughs> the KDX is overheating stuff, and they they they're old. Actually, I was going to share this whole thing with the KDX Worldwide Owners Group or something that I'm on on the on the yeah. on the on the Facebooks, and so that w- I'm glad I didn't do that tonight now because because yeah, yeah. I just probably disrespected. Talk, talk about losing viewership. That's a good way to lose viewers that we didn't even have. Yet. You know why I like that so much? Is is I didn't have to talk about it. <laughs> I could just put it, I could just put it over there. It's it's really it's a solid bike. Yeah. Okay, Logan, you you keep reading on this one. Let me look at it. You just you keep reading. Tell me what it is. I'm going to have a uh, sip here. Robert Quick, 2020 Sierra 450 RWE with TBT Racing Oklahoma suspension with stiffer springs. Uh, Zeta top and bottom fork adjuster in anodized red. Raptor T foot pegs, faster USA wheels. T, T or tie? Tie. Tie. Titanium, right. Um, ride engineering, triple clamps and pull rods. Uh, recluse torque drive complete system. Uh, P3 carbon skid plate. TM design chain, slide and guide. Uh, ride engineering top bar mount with their cones. Pirelli MX32 mid-softs. You took Ken Roxon's bike and modified it? Is that what happened? Yeah. Robert Quick. Um, that, that was, I, I remember riding the Works Edition, and it's funny because of, of all the, you know, the factory, the, the, different, the different versions. Honda, I think Honda does the best job, and if on, on the, some of the other brands, you're just getting a kind of a, a blingy treatment. Um, the works edition Honda with the little changes that the muffler pipe and then the ignition mapping do. I think they, I think they port the head in the, in the Honda. If I'm, if I remember correctly, they do, they do a little bit of head work inside of it. It was, it was a noticeably better bike for me. Now, I don't know if that would be for everybody because it actually, it kind of smoothed the hit out, you know, what everybody thinks makes it fast. It actually smoothed the bike out and stuff. So you've taken a really good motorcycle and modified. Well, actually, the good thing is he didn't modify anything in the motor. He just made it handle for himself. Because with all that, all the chassis tweaking he's done there with the treble clamps and the pull rods and all the other stuff, uh, I really like the way this bike handled stock. So that wouldn't be for me. But this isn't for me. This is for you. I'm gonna. Go. His forks got that coating on it or something. They too. come stock with the coating on it. Yeah. That's oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, what do they charge extra for that? Was it twelve hundred bucks more or something? Was it twelve or fourteen? Or and I mean, now it's like ten grand more because you can't buy them anyways. So yeah, so it's up there. I, it's a good bike. It's going pretty high. I like that. Especially it's below especially, the two fifty L. Especially if the well, the two fifty L. Anybody anybody in this room right now could hop on and ride that two fifty L and have a pretty good time. And I would say. Most of us would hop on um, Robert's bike, and it would be different, different story. So that's my reasoning. Argue with me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what are we up here next? No, I Logan? agree. I uh, think I think I, I think I could have a lot of fun on that 250L. That that bike of his would be too snappy for me, and I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's smooth for a 450, but yeah, okay. Harlan Miller. Harlan. Yeah. We know Harlan. We know Harlan. Um, 2021 Husky FE350S. 
Cinco 525 hybrid rear TU bibs rear setup. Tub- tubeless? Yeah. So, but tubeless is different. So, Nitro Moose bibs. Um, yeah, I don't know. You don't know? No. So, it says Mooses, right? It looks like Mooses. It has a Moose sticker on it. TU bibs. Built. Built. Tubeless. Yeah. Tubeless rear setup. No, no, no. Wait. Which way are you reading? You're reading that line right there? Three, yeah. Yeah. Tubeless rear setup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sinco 216 fatty front. DDC 50 rear sprocket 13 front. RK racing chain enduro engineering 15 mil uh, risers. Enduro engineering skid plate with link guard. Saved the water pump twice. Acherby's X Factor headlight, handguards, and seat, tool bags, Trail Tech, and a DBT sticker. Okay, did, look, did, don't try to butter me up with these DBT stickers, okay? <laughs> um, I, I have I have a big concern. Um, Logan, look at look at the front fender. Look at what's wrapped around the front fender. Does that look like a toe strap or something? Um. That or like tape. Well, is it's it? A, it's a front fender uh, bag. It, there's the, a bag on the front, but yeah, but the, the but yellow pool noodle. Oh, the yellow. Make the make that full size. What's that yellow thing? Yeah, this is okay. this is this is starting. Ants. Yeah, look at that really big Ants. there. Um, is that a thing that's wrapped around the fender? Because I, th- I think it is. Okay, Harlan, man, I love I love I love you, Harlan. I really I really do love you, Harlan. But you have just qualified for the massive endo you need to take that no, off that's just a shammy it's a chamois it's a like he just got washed it he just got done washing it okay we're gonna have to get clarification yeah, so we're gonna have to get clarification it looks more like, it looks like, more like, a, like a little uh, rain jacket but it looks like a toast it looks like a toe strap that he's wrapped around there because he's afraid the bike's gonna break which it's definitely not a chamois like it's i'm gonna i'm gonna it en- looks like a, again it looks like a really big toe strap that he's wrapped around the front fender and my fear is that when he when he gets that bike deep and into the stroke again. It's um, it's going to be like grabbing your front brake. So until we have clarification on that, since this bike will currently endo, it's it's going to it's going to have to it's going to have to get an endo. I mean, I just that's just that's just what I'm saying. Does he have the Acherby seat on it too? Yeah, it's not seat concept. So he, therefore, he has the Acherby's. Uh, no, it's fine. Acherby's is a great company, but those seats—that's a love or hate. A f- I hate that seat. I've ridden that seat before. I've given you the the plastic yeah. one with the air pump in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I very much did not like that seat. It was yes. I like. I would not need toilet paper because of that seat. Is, is that right a tank bag? It's a tank bag. A <laughs> There's a tank bag, tank on, there bag too. on there. You know, I'm a big fan of tank bags. Um. The the well the good thing about those seats and and, and like um uh I they don't bother me too much. In fact, there's certain ones that that really help um, keep me on the bike, and they also make me stand up. <laughs> they're 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 not they're not they're not for comfort. They're for riding performance. Uh, so. Yeah, okay, Harlan, this one, we're going to put a question mark on this one, but it is going towards on the on the endo side of the scale Tentative down here. Endo. Tentative endo. We're going to have to get some clarification on that strap or chamois or whatever's up there because mechanical um, mechanical stuff that's mechanically or unsafe 
sends your bike right to the the bottom of the bottom of the row. Uh, Jimmy, you're gonna have to read this one. Oh no! <laughs> the last one's the last one killed me. Oh god! Oh Jesus! Um, I, hey, I, I guess I guess this one's gonna go up really big on the screen because it's from it's from a guy, a guy named Matt Mattoon. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah, Matt Mattoon. It's a 2012 Husaberg TE300E. So I know that. Uh, <laughs> is that that's your most favorite picture in the whole world? Wasn't that your Facebook profile for like you know a few years? For a little bit. No, 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 not for a few years, but for a little bit. No, my mom took took this picture like uh, a week after I got the bike. Okay, so it has a Henson clutch, uh, Baja Design Squadron um, Henson clutch with the blown out dampers. By the way, no, uh, they're not blown out anymore. Well, it was yes. Uh, six out of eight of them, I mean, are replaced because somebody didn't <laughs> know did how many there were. We yeah, I'm, I'm taking another sip for this one. Uh, a Baja Design Squadron headlight that works some of the time due to wiring issues. Um, issues. An FMF PowerCore two silencer that needs to be repacked because the guy was riding it um, was lugging it around all the time and it filled up with two stroke oil. ESP tuned suspension that needs to be serviced that he uh, relied on Jimmy Lewis to supply him with like a mixed match of parts. So it's not exactly what came stock on the bike. I told, by the way, I told him it was better what I gave him. Um, recently installed trail tech stator. Oh, now we're talking about the stuff that we've put on it that we haven't tested yet. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, provides by the way trail tech sponsor of the show and they have when when you're when you miswire your baja design squadron headlight um i have a thing about that by the way yeah when you when you miswire it and you probably overcook the voltage regulator and it just causes havoc to your stator you can go to trail tech and they will get you a good heavy duty high output stator by the way um provides a nice stretch on your right leg to start the bike, uh, which means that the e-start will be fixed. We spent a little while today um, scouring the internet for the the kit. What was the name? XRC. I think it was. I think it was XRT. XRT. It's a New CX. Yeah, X, it's a New Zealand company that makes like um, better bushings for the for the starter uh, Bendex and all that stuff because mats are kind of blown out a little bit. And uh, I know, and maybe somebody out there can help me with this, because I looked around. I remember there was a kit that actually you could buy that you would drill out and put in larger bushings. Um, and we, we kind of looked around, and maybe it was somebody that sent me something in the magazine that they were going to produce, and it was a really good kit, and it worked. But since we were riding new bikes at the magazine, we didn't need it, so I probably never really tested it. And... Uh, so who knows? And since I didn't do it in the magazine, they spent their whole promotion bug budget on sending it to me, and then uh, we missed it. So uh, been through years of mismanagement, has never been blown up or seized. Uh, this we can't verify. Well, although although when we did take the uh, when we did take the pipe off, yes, I said Matt, how's the top end? And he's all, huh? Like how's the top end? Well, I haven't ridden the bike in. Over a year, I think. Well, I know, but you, you, when you take the pipe off, you f- put a flashlight up in a two-stroke, and you can see how the top end is. Right. This so is a, this this th- is not a trick. I w- so th- this is a trick I'm aware of, but not one I had done in a while. That was new news news at that point. Yes. Um, a bike that taught me a lot of lessons about maintenance. Um, that's that's a 
that that sentence isn't properly um, worded. Um, I, I was busy with some other things while a bike that out. taught me a lot about maybe lack of maintenance. Would that be better? Lessons I'm learning now that I should learn when I was 15 or 16. Right. Uh, choose this pick from eight years ago and try to boost its rating. You chose that pick from eight years ago, right? Um, uh, okay. So I already picked on the picture, right? How come yes. he didn't make it full screen on the on the thing? So the oh. picture is of Matt basically looping the bike out. It did, did loop out a cur. No, uh, no. This is a. This was a. Where's your mostly foot? Is your, perfect. Uh, is your foot pivot pivot turn. pivot turn? Is your foot covering the rear brake? Yeah, it's right there. I can't see from here. Here, here. I'll make yeah, a full screen. We're gonna enhance. He's it's got covering the. It's got it. Covering he's, the he's, rear brake. He's got it. So he's doing good. This yeah. is when you were a. Uh, uh, an instructor at the Jimmy Lewis off-road riding school. So yeah. it's good. The technique is right there. Yeah. Um, the rear wheel actually looks like it's almost off the ground. That's good. That's a good pop. What a, yeah. See how many, how, how many times did it take to get that photo? Like how many photos? Oh, not many, not many. This was actually when I started to figure out how to do this, uh, figured out how to do this. Right. Okay. That's yeah. good. Approved. I have the power to stop the stream at any moment. <laughs> Just he's, a reminder. He's just talking about, yeah. Huh. Oh, it, and, and that that probably relates to where it's going to go on the board. Yeah. Well, there's something around here we call conflict of interest. And uh, we try to keep things, you know, above board here. So so this this picture here, we're going to take it and we're going to put it right back on this side over here. <laughs> oh, no. Someplace. We're going to park it right, right back over there. What, don't? Go lower with it so oh. it'll fit on the up there oh so okay so i won't uh, logan's here with the with the foresight can you can you put tomorrow can you come in here and um tune this whole system up a little bit yeah a part of your as part of your um your daily routine mm -hmm. did you finish getting all those other videos uploaded or uh, podcasts uploaded hey you know if you if you are actually i mean it would be really strange that you're actually enjoying the show right logan yeah but if you actually are and you want to learn more things we have like 107 other episodes of this up and some of them are actually really good I promise you there's one or two that might be good sorry if you have to you know wait through that but you know when you're doing long drives and you know you know doing things that where you can listen to podcasts um we have them up there we're on all the podcast channels you can just google tech talk taco tuesday dirt bike test and it will show up so just in case you're bored or you want to hear my soothing voice like it's kind of like an ambient sound before you go to bed uh, I think I take the 125 sounds. The 125 sounds yeah. like scratching the chalkboard. Um, I've been working for you long enough that your voice is not relaxing. <laughs> well, at least I don't cuss that much in the show. On the show, well, no, you yeah. don't have to cuss that much off the show either. I think. What's that gas tank thing? Jeff Benton asks. I think it was the. Uh, I think it was a bag. The bag, the gas tank bag. Yeah, yeah. That I have. That I use. Yeah, I believe so. That well, it was on one of the uh, the rate my bike pictures. Um. Oh, somebody had a gas tank bag on their bike. Har Harlan Harlan Mur. Oh the, no, the he guy who had the the who got bumped down because of his uh Harlan's bike. Yeah, the one that no that that those aren't those aren't gas tank bag. Oh, the the tank bag. He's talking about the tank bag. So so it's it's a tank bag is just something that straps up on the tank and then it invades your personal space. Right. It's, yeah. It's the way I the way I try to explain it to people. It's like you're you're preparing to get kicked in the nuts, even though it's probably not going to happen. But um, yeah, the tank bags invade your personal space. George knows this. 
He's always getting kicked in the nuts oh, yeah. around here. <laughs> well, my legs are very so short. My, yeah, it's all very close. Right. So, um, and then Sean Bailey says, love the show. You guys are awesome. Obviously, he hasn't sent a bike in yet to have it reviewed <laughs> on right. Rooster Endo, right? I think he might have, actually. Oh, he did? I think so. I'm not 100% sure, though. Well, maybe his bike's pretty high up in the scale. Yeah, I think you should read San Felipe's Bob comment here. He's been nice to me. Um, Matthew Mattoon, how about lessons your mentor should have taught you long ago? Does he want he wants a lesson? No, I think he's th- I think he's saying there's lessons you should have taught me years ago. Oh, I tried. How much? Oh, do you- I know this in okay. hindsight. So when you're Logan's age, how much do you listen to anything anybody says? Like I've I've i I used to be cool, like to Logan. I used to be cool, and it was like because I, I had all these dirt bikes, and all I did was ride dirt bikes. And now I'm like a mentor or something like that. And like, I give him advice all the time. So he's like, kind of like, you know how, you know how you do with your dad. Right. Right. <laughs> what does that guy know? <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in that group now. I can barely get him to, um, fix the board. That was a job. It was assigned last week. You should go back in the tape. And I'm pretty sure I said it was, should have been fixed. Well, I was planning on doing it in shop class. Ooh. Build a new one. You have shop. shop? You have shop class in Perump. Wood shop and auto shop. That's awesome. That's nice, too. That is good. Oh, yeah. Like, they need to have shop classes in school. It is nice. The yeah. auto shop teacher so, used to be Mr. Funk. He was so, really yeah. good. Just right. I remember, you actually, I remember you talking about him yeah, back yeah. in the day. So you, you have a wood shop class, and you're going you're gonna to craft a new rooster endo board. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. When is that going to take place? Do you have to, like, does it, do you need? Well, whenever he starts letting us build our own stuff. He's still trying to teach us how to use stuff. Didn't you tell him safely. that? Didn't <laughs> oh, like around here? Yeah. Like you, you said, I know exactly. how to. I know how to not do everything. I watched Jimmy Lewis do this. Yeah, you know, skill saws, drills, all that stuff like that. Hey, hey, George. You know, you know, we have another. We have another. Uh, should we bring in a special guest? Don't we have one? Yeah, you brought him. Oh yeah. Who is it? My cousin. Introduce him. Selma. Uh, partial owner of Broken TPI 300. No. Yeah, get up here. You want to turn that mic on? Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Just the good right. that switch guest cam. You have a special guest cam? Yeah. Oh, special yeah. guest cam's not aligned all the way. Hold well, it's okay. We can just bring bring it over just a little bit here. That one? Yeah, so you just turn that one off the side yeah, a little bit. Turn that one. Yeah, turn it to the... So, so the that's, that's enough. Right that's enough. There. That's enough. There you go. Oh, that's too, too, much. too, too much, much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Go back. Yeah. Professionals. Hey, here. Jimmy, is this the guy that actually blew that more. bike up? In my, in my opinion, I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame more. A little more. I'm not going to blame Logan for this. Right there. Perfect. Okay. So. <laughs> so Logan, this is your cousin. Does your cousin have a name? Uh, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Just Nate. Just Nate. Yeah, just call me Nate. <laughs> so we did. You watch last week's show? No. That's good, because um, I, I I I broke down what happened, but I I'm pretty sure I have the whole story. So let's just let's just review this. And so if anybody's curious, what we're talking about is hey, Nate on that mic. I think it's off. Yeah. Uh, oh, so pop that sucker. Pop yeah. That up. Up. Turn Give me up. a little mic test really quick. Check check. Yeah. Talk get, right. Get closer. To talk it. right get into closer. that thing. This is how we, this is how we do things here. You know, we we're all ready to me. go. One more check. You got me. No. Turn it, flip the mic, flip it the other way. Which way is yours, up or down? Oh, it should be up. It should be up. Should be up. 
there. I just heard I it. Heard. I think you have to be really close to that mic. You hear me? Well, it makes for good radio if we keep doing this. Great radio. So, Logan, just share your mic. I think that one will pick most of it up. Yeah. So the the story went, um, Logan took off on a perfectly running uh, KTM 300 uh, um, TPI bike. And, uh, George, you have one of these, right? Yep. I just heard you fall asleep. No, that was my wife yawning. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, you know how you take off in your bike and it's perfectly running when you take off and you go riding. Usually it's that way when you return, but these two collectively, so Logan, something happened and he said it, he said it sort of ran on a little bit Yeah. and it ran on to the point where it wasn't really running. And then when you stopped, did it, did it smell hot? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really hot and it kind of smelled like burnt up oil. Okay, yeah. So so you noticed that? Yeah. Were you in front of him? I was I was behind him when he was riding, but I couldn't smell any like when he was riding, but when we stopped and we got off the bikes, I was like I could smell it. Okay. Um that's how bad it smelled. Yeah. Okay, so it refused to start. Mhm. And then uh and then Logan went for help. Yeah. Hey Jimmy. Yes. And I started pushing. Right. When, when when these guys say it refused to start, does it did it crank freely or would it not crank over? Oh, it cranked so really it free. Yeah. It, yeah. Clank, it cranked really free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like no no not a lot of compression. Like no I, compression. I think they got it hot enough. It didn't seize. It never really seized, but I think they got it hot enough to like collapse the rings or just you know, those it but Logan's claims it never it, it was always running okay. It just kinda ran on. You know, it never, it never tried to lock up or never like you didn't have to give it extra gas just to get it to keep going. Mm-mm. No, no. Okay. So then Logan goes for help. So this is where the story gets really interesting. At some point, did a bear come out of the woods? No, no bears. Okay. <laughs> no bears. Did a crazy lady with a, with a pitchfork come running after you? No. <laughs> so how did you get that bike started? I literally just started pushing it downhill and got coasting for a little bit, and I'm guessing the bike just cooled off just enough to get going. So it was a bump start. No, I, I didn't bump start it. I was literally pushing it down the hill. And then you just pushed the button, and, and I it pressed started the right button up. And it boom, fired right up. And I was like, at this point, we were 10, 15 miles back into the desert. Right. You, you couldn't get a truck there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ride it as far as I can get it to hopefully get Oh, you haven't, seen, you haven't seen Jimmy drive a truck. You get it there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so at that point, the bike starts running. How long did it take for you to get it into sixth gear tapped? Mm, you know, not very long. Not. <laughs> so, so not very long. So, ex- okay. explain the noises, and we're gonna. There is, if everybody is just getting ready, it's like, oh, geez, not another story. There's going to be some learning involved here, as I like to turn everything into a learning experience. Um, Okay, so sixth gear wide open, trying to catch up to Logan to let him know that his bike's running again. We can go riding, right? Okay, so how it went was I got the bike going. I was I was coasting down down the canyon, and I had my helmet off, had my goggles off, um, and the bike fired. And so I just put it in like second, third gear, and just started riding it easy down down the hill for a while. And then we stopped. I put it in neutral, and the bike kept running, so everything was all right. So I threw my helmet, and my goggles on. This is how good KTM fuel injected bikes are. They can barely run, but they'll keep running. So this thing is like nearly dead and it's idling. Yep. Okay, amazing. 
Yeah, and uh, so I got on the bike. We kept riding, and everything about the bike was totally normal. Besides what Logan was saying, it was running on. You would, you would give it gas, and it would uh, the the motor would keep going. Like after you let off the gas, like it would keep pulling after you would let off. And, uh, I wonder if the carbur or the diesel. throttle body it's was dieseling. Yeah, a bunch of, it's, it's, it's injecting it's, a bunch of fuel to cool it. Right. Done the same thing. Yeah, like George is saying, he says it's injecting a bunch of fuel to keep it cool to try to kind of keep it cool, and so it could be there could be some of that, but amazing. So, um, um, but now we're are we at the sixth gear wide open yet? Not yet. So, okay, this is, this is where the story gets a little confusing. So, because I don't, I'm not, I'm from Vegas. I'm not from Pahrump. So I don't really know where I was going out there. Oh, you're going to blame aliens, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> so my, my good cousin of mine, uh -huh. I'm, I'm in desert. I have absolutely no idea where I am. Right. He, he, he's six gear, just takes off on me. Well, he's trying to get help. So I was either, He's, I was with him at this point. He know, he, oh, oh, okay. I was with him at this point. <laughs> so, so homeboy here decides to take off through the desert, six gear wide open. Yeah. And I'm like, if I lose him, I have no idea where I am. Right. So I start following him, six gear, to, to stay with him. See, and, we didn't get this part of the story, Logan. We, we heard, we heard so that he came I, out. I, of, you did I didn't want to hold him up. I never looked backwards, so right? I looked back and I went, oh, he's behind you pretty close okay so i'll speed up because i didn't know what was going on with the bike why it was started or anything because we hadn't talked and so and so i'm like oh he's right right on me a little faster right on me faster 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 still on me okay so that's how we get to six gear quarter throttle three quarter oh. throttle <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Okay, can you, can, you, can you explain the noises the bike is making right now? It, it actually, it was running, like, the only noises it sounded, uh, it was making, like, a slight tinging noise, but it, it sounded like a... If, if you, so what do you normally ride? Uh, a Beta 430. Beta 430. Yeah. So, um, it, were you the one that rode it at the, um, at the last dog standing? Yes, you, I was. Okay, you were okay. So you, so you, you have time on the bike when it's running good and everything yeah. like that. And so you, and you, but do you know what two-stroke detonation sounds like? Mm, it literally sounded like it ran out of gas. Like it was going to run out. Of, oh, yeah. when it when it finally died, when it, it finally was like, died. Yeah, it went, it was, burp, burp, burp. Uh huh. I'm 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 in my head. I'm envisioning like 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 a rubber, like a molten uh, head, molten metal, but actually like rubber, like the okay. compression just decreasing until it finally it kind of finally fluttered its its way out. Because once that thing popped, there was it was no there was no running anymore. There's no power. Well, you know. It could be a really, really low compression engine because now it's using the all of the chambers of the uh, cooling system as part of the <laughs> as part of the cylinder, the combustion chamber. So, um, okay, so it stopped, and then uh, and then Logan, it was gone. Yeah, it was done. No, where where did Logan go? Logan, oh no, he finally I, came back. Okay, so at this point. I got a little tired of eating dust for a long time. Oh, so you're riding next to him? No, so I passed him. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I passed him. Right. And uh, so yeah, I passed him. And then we were riding <laughs> along this fence line. Yeah, it's uh, at some point there should have been like, hey, uh, shouldn't we be worried about fixing this thing or before it just super well, grenades? It, it was or? running fine. Like it was running totally fine, totally fine. And then all of a sudden it just. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That wasn't fine. There's, well, there's, there's, it seemed fine at least. There's, 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 there's not really a fine line between running fine and what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, what, it's, it was. It was running all right, 
Yeah. Okay. All, it was running all right. And then, uh, if your bike stops running at, at some point you, you, you know, like it doesn't really want to start, like you should really be careful with it. Cause the, 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 the curve of damage goes up. Let me, let me tell you. So, so, uh, the, the, so the, the moral of this story. So the other day, Trevor Hunter, who's on DBT has our YZ 250 FX has, you know, a little bit South of 80 hours on it. And when we put that, we just put a GYTR head on it and, and it was kind of like, man, should we, you know, do the whole thing? And it's like, no, let's, let's actually test this bike for durability. Let's just throw the piston and everything in it and put the head on. And we did not go with the higher compression piston. Had we gone with the higher compression piston, I would have absolutely decided to do the bottom end do the, do the, you know, press a new crank into it, but we didn't. And so he, he rode, he probably put four or five, six hours, you know, more on it. And when he was out riding the other day, he was doing, he did his, he was doing his motos and he was out kind of uh, riding kind of a, he'd done his motos that he wanted to do. And then he was just kind of out playing around, kind of practicing. And he noticed it like making a noise, he started hearing some noises. And so it didn't stop running. Didn't he just stopped and he called me and he goes, Hey, um, what is it? What does a rod going out sound like? Because I talked to him about like what a you know like hey this is this at this time and I would think that we should replace this or repair this. And uh, so he stopped riding and called me. I said, "What is right?" I'm like, "Well, it, it's usually a knocking noise." And he's like, "Okay, does it sound like you know?" We talked about a little bit about the descriptions of noises or whatnot, and um, so you know, I said, "Well, pull the you know flywheel cover off and you know turn you know turn the." the because it's hard to tell though you got to get it top dead center and there's a lot of different things but i said well no wait a minute there's one even easier thing to do get the oil filter out and pull the oil filter out and cut a slice of it out and then pull the you know pull the paper straight and look and see if in the in the v grooves if there's a lot of metal he did that and sure enough a lot of metal Okay, now pull the ignition cover off and look and see if that stuff is sticking to the magnets. Like, because at that, that point, you know, you could stick a magnet on it, but because the rod stuff is going to be magnetic. You know, if it's your clutch, a lot of times that's aluminum and different things like this. But anyway, so he he stopped riding. We did we checked it, and so the motor's in here on the bench, and yeah, the rod is gone. It's out, and but it was it was just like kind of a because it, especially on a four stroke when that rod breaks. <laughs> or rod goes out that gets really expensive and on the four stroke when the rod goes out and now all of a sudden you've got a um a longer stroke a little bit and it actually goes up and so the the knocking he he might have been hearing hearing it was could have been on the on the big end of the rod itself but the knocking he was actually hearing was the piston going up and touching the cylinder head very lightly because you think about the bearing goes away and that rod goes up just a little bit higher and the, the squish band is really tight and it just went tick, tick, you know, and it's not like a slamming, but it was enough to make some noise. So when you're riding your bike and you hear something or it does something that's not normal, time to reassess the situation, you know, and generally it hey, means hey, kind of me, stop can riding. Can those guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can those... Can they hear you? Hear me. Uh, uh, I can. I can. I can relay it. Relay it. Well, what I was going to say is, those guys, that bike lost coolant at some point, right? There was some kind yeah, of Logan, coolant. Yeah, for trail. sure, Logan's bike lost coolant. Yeah, they they actually found that there was a dent in the um in in the radiator. The radiator. Uh, the the what do you call it? The spigot or where the radiator goes to the hose. 
Yeah. So the outlet. Okay. And there was a, what a there was a dent there, and it probably leaked the coolant out past the clamp. But what I was going to say is those guys need to rely on a few more of their senses. And like a few smell, more of their senses. You know, <laughs> like the smell. You, when you lose coolant, you smell that. Did you smell any coolant, you know? Logan? Logan, I asked Logan about this. He didn't uh, smell any coolant, and he didn't. Maybe he got COVID, and he can't smell anymore. I'm not sure. Yes, Bob. But but they also need the stock compression piston that you put back in. Uh, on the on the two, we're we're on we we'll get back to that question here. So, okay, so so he didn't smell coolant. He didn't see any coolant on his boots. But they need uh, to, you know, they need. Oh wait a minute! Hold on! Oh oh wait a minute! Now another. So you know. there, we were. It was getting hot, so I was. I dripped a little water on it on the radiator to see if it was like boiling. Uh huh. And I was then I saw some on my leg, so I was like, "Oh, probably just this some that you dripped that. on." You know what? Here's the other thing that's funny about radiators, by the way, is when you run them out of coolant, they get cool. Mm -hmm. There's nothing hot going through them anymore. And if you have if your motor's hot and your radiators are cool, you're in deep shit. <laughs> just to put it to put it bluntly. Um, so okay, uh, Bob, you said what you're wondering about what was the new piston that you put in the, the Yamaha stock 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 piston? Yeah, not high compression or anything. It was just time. It was it was like I said, we kind of suspected that, and and so so I was talking with Trevor. We're like, I'm like, okay, so did anything during this bike's history contribute to this? Like, because this is when we're testing bikes. If if he let it run low on oil, any durability stuff we do is no longer a factor of that motorcycle it's a factor of okay the oil was run low for a little bit um and he didn't and then so we just started talking about like what could we have done because we've gotten 100 hours on other you know wr 250s and yamahas and stuff that we've torn apart and looked at and we've had little issues with the the small end bearing on some of the older ones that was a kind of a known thing and they've they've increased that they've made that better so we're trying to figure out like hey what really caused this and then he's like so he rode the the um the best in the desert um now the world championship heron hound up in tonopah and there was some straightaways on that that were really really long and he he raced the 450 class on the 250x because they needed to do that for points that's the way the points work up there and and he goes, do you think that 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 had anything to do with it? And I'm like, no, nah, you know, like racing a desert race, it's like shouldn't. And he goes, well, but he goes like on that course. And I'm like, okay, because I rode the course, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's some roads in there. So like I go, I go, was it ever topped out in six gear? He goes, yeah, for a long time. And I go like rev limiter topped out, and he goes, yeah, quite a bit. And I'm like, well, like what were you doing sitting on the rev limiter? Like okay, so you didn't gear the bike properly. So that's this. But how long? He goes, well, I was trying to pass four fifties, and he was passing 450 he finished pretty high up against in the 450 class and uh and so i'm like oh that'll that will contribute to some of the life uh, so the life expectancy just went down a, a little bit for that so um yeah it depends on how you do it so uh, hey george i'm gonna i think i'm gonna let you go Unless you have any more well, expertise, I want to still to, talk about these kids. I got expert oh, advice for these kids. Oh, okay. You these that, these kids that are sitting next to me. Yeah, that did this four thousand dollars worth of damage. Four grand? Oh, it's not going to be that much. How much? How um, much? How much damage? Yeah, one or two. One or two. 
Apple, yeah. Jump, jump, cha- jump change for these kids these days because that's you know a, the, like allowance money, okay. right? Oh, yeah. Okay, George, what, is, what do you got? The failure. This is my wisdom. The failure wasn't the coolant that leaked. The failure was them not slowing down to react to some of these warning signs that this thing gave them. Uh, I, I, like you said, if they would have just kept filling up that thing with water, they could have got home fine and fixed that radiator leak and all went well. Right. Yeah. You, you, I, I, I guess, you know, I guess what we're going to have to do, this is what we're going to have to do, Logan, is we're going to have to test this. So I, what I propose is like, you know, George has a 300. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll take it and we'll just dump the water out and we'll go ride it and we'll find out like when you, cause the, it may be so good at masking that symptom that we could find out if maybe you're to blame or we should just blame KTM for making a bike that runs with not very much coolant. But I did tell you about my buddy Dave who rode a whole year with no coolant in his CR250. Did I tell you? No. I didn't tell you this story? Yeah. Well, he this is a true story. He had a CR250 we used to trail ride on, and we pretty much boiled, I would say, most of the water out of it. And we kept going on rides because we finished the ride that it boiled out on, and he never filled it up, and then never filled it up and just rode it again and again. And again, and then one time we like said, man, this thing should be steaming because whatever I was on was steaming. And he's like, yeah, mine hasn't steamed at all. We touched his radiators and they were cold. Bike hadn't blown up, but the radiators were cold. I'm like, uh-oh. And so we put water in and we put a lot of water in. And I was like, I was like, Dave, what the hell? And he's like, he's like, oh, it's been fine for all these times. I'm like, well, when was the last time you put water in it? I haven't checked it for a year. <laughs> and it was like, hey, remember that time? <laughs> so... Air-cooled bikes are, you know, they're a thing. Usually they have fins around them and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what can happen. So I think I think we need another uh, segment where you can uh, maybe get get the smell of uh, overheating radiator coolant uh-huh. and burnt oil and rich fuel and lean mixtures. Oh, identify and, this uh, smell segment that works so good test, on the radio. Blind test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a blind <laughs> test with Logan. Right. Okay. I, th- I think we, was a thing, wasn't it? Oh, what was that? Wasn't smell vision a thing? That. Smell vision. Yeah. Yeah. Smell vision. Like they would dirt, pump dirt bike test smells. Sniffs. I thought. We'll, we'll we'll send all the viewers scratch and sniffs, and they yeah. can play along at home. There we go. There you go. That's that. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's our. Um, maybe that's our key to this making this thing pop. Is that's it? all. That's all I got to say. Oh, hey, George. Thanks for joining the show. We can't wait to have you back on here live. You know, because. Yeah, Logan's not doing that. his job and we're trying to find a replacement but they're hard to find around here all the kids around here are just into blowing up dirt bikes and he's part of the club your sister maybe like she, okay see yeah. you guys yeah okay George see you see you George but I thought she crashed though yeah 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 you had a big one not too long ago no yeah I separated my shoulder and fractured my elbow oh, bad bad crashes okay we still we got some more questions or we get all the way through the bottom of this um, I think we have a few more. I remember not yeah, reading some of these. A couple big ones. On the um, uh, on some of this, if I sub, can I get a free taco or nah? Um, I, he's on YouTube, right? I tried to find it on YouTube. I couldn't find it again. I don't know if, what happened there. What if you do, do? They can you do like thumbs ups on YouTube or something? Like no, that? I mean, can, but can you do a taco? You throw them a, a taco emoji or something like I that? I can't do any of that on my laptop, right? I believe. Okay. All I, I can do is smile, on my, according to my laptop. Let's see. Nate needed a trusty Trail Tech Voyager. 
That's right. If you would have had a Trail Tech Voyager on your KTM 300 with the temperature thermometer on there. And the other thing about the Trail Tech is they have the little lights at the top. There's an orange one and a yellow one. And you can program them at different temperatures to, to flash and then stay on. So, so I have mine set so that, like, I think, and I don't know the exact temperatures, I think at, like, 180, uh, my yellow one comes on, and at 190, my red one comes on, and at 200, my yellow one starts flashing, and my, my, at 220 or something like that, the red one starts flashing. So you can program this in. That's what's kind of cool about this, this, uh, this uh, GPS. The old Voyager used to do the same thing, believe it or not, the little... Even the little guy used to have some uh, lights yeah. that you could make do interesting stuff. So, yeah. hey, Sweet. thanks for uh, who uh, Jesse. Thanks for uh, reminding us to pump that thing in there. And uh, George has more emojis with double thumbs up. George, you have a, a taco emoji. <laughs> I think that's what we need. Um, yeah, and Brian Horton, who who by the way, another um, instructor at the school that moved up to Idaho to to be a diesel mechanic, says, "Do they know what burning coolant smells like?" Well, it's like just cool in general when it comes out of the bike has a distinct smell. It's like sweet yeah. almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah sweet the sweet smell. smell of coolant. Mm -hmm. See, you guys are like all racers and you think, oh, that's cool. That means I'm hauling ass. <laughs> Brian had another interesting point. Um, if it runs, you got to... If it runs, you got to ride. Deal with the consequences later. Is this the way it works? Well, that was how uh, I used to think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob? So the official title for Logan is Logan Aiton. Loganated it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. KTM does need to be responsible for certain things, like their faulty stock cam chain tensioner. Whoo! Um, I've actually had a cam chain tensioner fail. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lucky it didn't have a cam chain in that thing. That would have been really bad. Um, I don't know that it, I don't necessarily know that it's, uh, that it's, um, faulty. I mean, out of all the miles and all the time that that thing had on there, I would just say it's kind of a, kind of a wear part thing. And I'm honestly saying that, I mean, I wasn't like pissed off. I didn't like want to go back and go, you know, I imagine if it was my only bike and, and it happened to me in 50 hours, I might be a little concerned and then it, but if it, I would say, okay, that's just like one in a a large number of them but then if, if it happened again at every 50 hours but i've had one on three different 350s that i've had i've had one fail in 1500 collective hours so i'm just going to say that i know that this is an issue and but there's aftermarket stuff that you can fix it with if you are really concerned with it so um yeah next question logan uh he wants to do it Okay. Oh, you, you, oh, you can take over. Right. Yeah. All right. James Kikalesi. Kikalesi. I don't know. So, oh, wait. No, we're going to we're going to say it properly. Cecilesi. That's it. Cecilesi. Yeah. Great reviews. Really the best. But what I take away from this review is that you're going to be another $7,500 to $10,000 into the bike after purchase just to bring it up to where it needs to be. And this, and this is if you are handy and do most of the proposed work yourself. He is talking about our KTM 390 modification thing. Uh, 75 to 10 grand. The wheels were two. Nope. I would say you're dumping another four. I'm just going to guess four to five total um, into it at most. Uh, but 
that's internet math. <laughs> and um, I don't know that, you, you know, here's the, here's the funny thing is the, is the modifications that we did, um, they were in response to, you don't have to do all of them or do you, you know, you can do the ones that kind of, kind of collectively, um, you know, fit your needs. And you, so you don't have to do all of them and you can kind of do the ones you need. And therefore, um, it's really not that expensive, but the thing is, is that bike is kind of a, is kind of a bike that if you want, you know, it's designed for beginners and we tried to make it work as a better, I guess, you know, adventure bike for more experienced riders, more, we'll call them seasoned riders. Would you say? Yeah. Smaller riders, you know? Um, so they, they don't, they can't just go get a high performance bike. So we're trying to make it a little high performance. So when you take the, the price tag, which isn't that much, I, I, you know, I kind of forget exactly what it is, but I think it's like seven, eight grand, seven grand, maybe on that KTM 690. And then you add the four grand to it, you know, you're at 10, which is still lower than, you know, some of the other, some of their bikes, you're 10, 11. So, but that you have a bike that fits you and it performs quite well. So, um, yeah, you can see it in a couple of different ways. And and I think there's, there's bikes that are a little less expensive that you get that might not need as many modifications, but they wouldn't perform as high as that one. So that's my answer, my reply, but thank you for liking our great review. And you're entitled to your opinion on that. And I think you're, you're, you're barking up the right tree for sure. What does Dan Reich want to know? Uh, grown if you have to modif- modify any motorcycle that much is it's easier not the either not the right motorcycle did he just did he just did he just scare you into like going back like two grades levels in the reading department there logan yeah or do you want to blow it up you want to make is that print too small are you squinting screen cracked what do we got going on there okay hit it again Um, groan if you have to modify any motorcycle that that much is either not the right motorcycle for you or you simply aren't in their target demographic it would be interesting if you could evaluate the motorcycle from the standpoint of their targeted customer someone who's just looking for a fun and light adventure bike and someone who wants something reliable so they don't so they are not stranded alone in the middle of nowhere okay i'm gonna take that like a beginner and tip over and stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna take this Oh, should we just like all the other Instagram influencer guys that are pumping out videos? No, I'm just saying. He said, yeah. Like, you got to for a beginner. Yeah. You got to well, like a beginner. I'm, I'm going to take like, this question from the backwards. Someone who wants something reliable so they're not stranded alone in the middle of nowhere. Um, we've got a fair amount of miles in that. I know other people that have a lot of miles on those things, and I have not heard of one of them leaving anybody stranded. So that's the one thing we probably haven't covered in detail, except for in this review, the modification review, we talk about how much we've ridden it. It's never done really anything wrong. So that's off the table. It would be interesting if you could evaluate the motorcycle from a standpoint of someone on their targeted customer. Well, we did. In the first video, we clearly, in the the, the short review and and even the long test, we really talked about 
who this bike was targeted for, the beginner rider, and how for that rider, it's a really, really good platform. And we did say, hey, we're dirt bike test, and a lot of us are more advanced riders, so this bike really isn't for us, but we're going to, you know, later on, we'll modify it into what you saw in this in this video. And um, if you have to modify the motorcycle this much, you're not the right motorcycle, or you're not in their target demographic. Uh, tend to disagree. Because there's certain people that fit into certain segments that the manufacturers are not going to build a bike for. If you're five seven, you used to be five ten, but now you're five seven, you shrunk. Or maybe you are a pretty capable, let's just say, smaller statue rider, um, you know, male or female, I don't care, that has a hard time picking up a four hundred and fifty pound motorcycle. You know, something like this all of a sudden appeals to you and not in its stock form. You you want something, you would like a shrunk down 1090. Well, guess what? Or, you know, or even a 790 or an 890 in the KTM line or, or these other things. I mean, these people are not going to go look at the new Harley Davidson Adventure bike. Oh, yeah, that's for me. They're like, what happens if it falls over? And this is a val valuable concern even for experienced riders because once it falls over and you can't pick it up, well, guess what? Ride over. Or you, you know, flap your arms up and down, have your friends show up. I always wonder what it would be like to actually have friends out with me when I'm riding. <laughs> Do you ever wonder about that? That's why I have to pick my motorcycle up. So, um, so Dan, um, yeah, grown all you want. I think, I think we addressed it and watch that. And I actually sent him a link to the, um, to the early videos where we did this and hopefully he's happy about that next all right this is by s Mackney. um she says sorry to hear about david and scott's moose failure in the tour of, tour of idaho thank you for explaining why mooses can fail you suggested why change tires halfway on the tour of idaho i like that advice too my question is would you change the oil on your 501 on toi if using OEM spec Bellray 10W50 EXS and stock filter. I wasn't planning to. We retired on day four of the tour this year. Good thing you retired because imagine having to change your oil out in the tour. <laughs> just, just teasing. You thought S. Mackney was a girl. Or I, I just assume. That's good. I, that's I. I'm, I couldn't see through that. I didn't get that, but that's good. <laughs> I just had a feeling. I don't know. Um, uh, I would not change the oil. Um, I mean, even though it's a lot of hours and it's way be beyond what the manual recommends and stuff, um, I've, you know, you're not really stressing it. Hopefully you're not. You, you can wreck oil with, you know, slipping the clutch and doing dumb stuff. But on that on the tour, you're really not doing anything that's putting that thing in that much of a, you know, harm's way, you know, unless you maybe, you know, dented the radiator outlet tube and then it leaks the, cooling out and then you don't notice it even though it smells and it gets really hot then you would probably need to change the oil too because you now had an oil cooled motor not a water cooled motor but um i if you're running a, like i said a, an oil that you're confident with that you have a lot of time with and it lasts uh in in you know roughly the the 2000 miles that you're going to put on the bike in the tour of idaho is really i don't think that big of a big of a deal and same thing I do my oil, my filters generally every two 
to three oil changes is kind of my my rough estimate and you know if i drain out oil and i and i notice and a lot of times i'll just put a little of my fingers i can rub on it you know you can you can kind of feel that it that it you know it has some oil qualities and this is i'm sure this is you know 40 years of experience in doing this i've learned this but you know so next time you take oil out of your tractor that's been in there for four years you know just touch it and rub it and you know just see you know you can you can learn this anybody i'm sure now you you kids have to be really scared because it like if you just touch it once you could get cancer or something i probably have like six different six different types uh but at least i can tell whether oil is good or not <laughs> um but i i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about it too much uh not that not that if i had the opportunity to easily change the oil you know, after a certain amount of hours, whatever your amount of hours is. And if you like to run things on the rev limiter and like Trevor Hunter and just pin it and just, you know, kill stuff like you guys, kids, then you should probably change your oil a little bit more. Um, but if you're just riding around like me, you know, nice and slow, just cruising around, smoking Ricky Brabeck anytime he comes out and tries to train here. I mean, that guy can't even keep up. So um, then, you, you know, you can do it every 20 hours or something. So not a not an issue maybe more speaking of trevor he's actually in the he's actually in the chat but he's under a certain an alias that really confused me when i first saw the message <laughs> oh he's using he's using our, our corporate account to to ask me if i'll ride the 24 hours of glenn helen correct um no i can't race anymore my you know contracts are prevent preventing me from doing this uh you know because mm, i've won that race before I don't know if he can say that, so I'm pretty sure it's start money. That's what it all comes down to: is start money. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, if if, if he wants Trevor, really actually, slow. he need he needs a really good guy that can ride a Yamaha to top on his team. Um, we've we've got some potential candidates, but um, they could win it. I mean, they it, his yeah the the three guys he has are all really good. I think we just they just need a fourth guy that's super solid, and those guys could put it all together. You guys are out because you blow shit up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they they can't they can't you got to you got to be able to know how to ride a bike nicely. Next question. Uh John Jackson, since you ha are a fan of small displacement bikes and adventure bikes, is there any chance of you testing the a bike that checks both those boxes? The new Honda Trail 125. After all, you once raced a Honda XR100 in Baja. This could be a great content as long as you don't take it too serious. Well, I would take that serious. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, I, I could probably go have fun on the Honda Trail One Twenty Five. We actually had one, um, uh, Mark Kaplikoff, um, and he posts a lot of stuff on our Instagram channels about about that bike. Uh, it never made it out here to Nevada. I told him to ride it out here, but he he resisted. He didn't think riding down the Fifteen Freeway was a good idea on that particular bike i told him why riding the freeway riding the dirt but um i never saw it so um yeah i i want to actually just go do some adventure riding on a proper adventure bike and um yeah i raced the xr 100 in baja but that was to do stupid stuff i <laughs> that's a pretty trick bike you've seen that thing out there yeah Mm -hmm. They got it all cleaned up. It's going up on the. It's going up in the in the school in the circle garage. It's going up on the rafter. The, yeah, it's it's ready to go. I just need I just I need a couple buddies 
um, to help me. I'm, we're going to put it in the bucket in the little tractor and lift it up there. But like, I didn't realize how much like you have to pay buddies. Like, cause I thought, you know, your buddies would come over, but evidently, yeah, like I heard buddies are expensive on, you know, when you rent them and stuff. <laughs> I had this, I had this buddy named John, this guy, remember he big John? That, that's how that log got up in the air. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then evidently we're not buddies, but I don't hang out with like, you know, yeah. I'm not sure where he's at these days. Yeah. He's like, it's all secret, secretive about it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's not in jail though. He's not in jail. He's not in jail. Not in jail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. Does he have, a, does he have a, a bracelet on or anything like that? Collar? Uh, maybe around his ankle, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> uh, Matt Watson. Hey, guys. What are your thoughts on the new CRF250R? Would you describe as more of a pro engineer characteristic? How does it compare to the YZ250F? Are you guys doing any type of shootout this year? Also, durability updates on the 250FFs. Thanks. Matt Watson. Um, so our, we have impressions up on the website right now um, about both of those particular bikes. Uh, we, we compare it as much as we can based on, you know, not actually having them, having them back to back, but having ridden and spent a fair amount of time, especially Trevor on those bikes, we did kind of talk about it. And I would describe the CRF250R as a more pro or advanced engine character. Um, in fact, most of the 250Fs, this, these, I would say all of the 250Fs, except for the Yamaha, have a pro-biased power delivery. In other words, it's really focused on running it high on the RPMs, making your shifts on time. They're more like old 125s used to be. You know, you have to make shifts. The, the one thing about the Yamaha is, is, it, is you can actually let it lug down a little bit more and use a little bit of torque and all the other ones are really shooting to get better at that. And they have, especially the Honda. The Honda made a huge improvement there. But I would still say that, and I, and I couldn't say for 100% certain unless I wrote them back to back on exactly the same track. But I would say that the, that the, that the Honda, you know, does a much better job. It, and he, he asked about, is it, he, I think he also in some posts, he asked how it, how it compared to the Kawasaki, which I think has, you know, definitely kind of made a little bit more robust kind of mid range, uh, lower part of the mid range compared to the, um, the Kawasaki used to not rev that much at all in the old, I think it wasn't, it wasn't much of a rever, but then they made it into a rever and same thing. They, they lost a little bit, but the Yamaha is kind of just because of the engine architecture seems to be a, a step above in that area. Uh, durability. I don't, I don't know anything specific about any of those bikes being more or less durable. Um, I think if they're used and maintained properly and you're doing what you're supposed to do, they're all going to be just fine. They're, they're all going to be the same. So do we do shootouts? Have you seen us do shootouts? <laughs> well, we've done comparisons, not shootouts, but um, we're actually talking about doing it with the, um, the off-road ones, all of the 250 off-road ones, the, the FX, the KXX, uh, hopefully one of the KTM gas gas Huskies of, of their FXs. And uh, we did that in the past, like a few, few years back. So we'll see. Next. Uh, Mike Zibrick. I'd like to hear your answers from the whole panel. 
what is your go-to snack on the trail? Mine is usually apple and protein bar and try to keep an extra bar in case I break down and have to hike out. Also, what's the weirdest snack you've seen someone have? I ride with a guy that usually packs a bean burrito in his pack for four hours. I'm I'm get, going to guess Logan doesn't pack anything, and he assumes kissing his girlfriend, looking at sunsets, <laughs> somehow gives him calories. <laughs> uh, okay, go around the horn. What's your what's your snack? Yo, no, not anymore. But um, yeah, say it. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Can you get a little closer, to Mike? Yeah. No, it's it's not salmon. It's not you salmon. When I was five, it was salmon. That was really? my go. That was like my go-to smoke snack. Salmon or yeah, like smoked salmon. Oh, don't worry. Like, I'm gonna tell you about that's crazy Nate. Though. Smoked there was like, salmon's delicious. They used to make it in bags, and that's what I would eat going down the road. But not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I got really big into mountain biking for a while. Um, and they make this the company Cliff Bars. Uh-huh. They make uh, these little they're like little chewy gummy vitamin things yeah little shots yeah the little shots and they have like 200 calories per shot yeah so i'll take a couple of those and it's like an instant energy shot like it's that's so that's normally what i i will take with me logan definitely Uh, candy a phone he takes a A phone phone and water and that's a can of beans uh two years ago i had a chili chili in a can Rolling in my backpack all summer long. Did you eat it? Yeah, ate oh. it off the muffler. Like, oh, warmed it up with the muffler. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, I carry Kate's bars, so I carry Kate's bars with me. Um, that's that's my kind of go to because I can. They're 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 good. They taste good, and they're a lot. You know, some of them have a lot of calories in them, and they're they're just. I like to eat something that tastes good. I'm not really. I'm kind of like a camel. I don't really eat that much or carry that much um, stuff, but I like to have food. But you know, when I know I'm going to go riding all day long, I'll do like. And I'm kind of known for like wrapping up pizza and tin foil and just stuff it in my backpack. So that that goes that goes a long way. Um, but uh, the weirdest snack I've seen someone have is Crazy Nate pulled out the can of sardines. Oh my god, I had to. I had to run away. That stuff stunk. Aforementioned Big John. Yeah. So, yeah, there's people that like the sardines. I'm like, good grief. Like, uh. <laughs> So, Matt, what do you got? Uh, well, it used to be beef jerky. Uh, but Oh, beef jerky's good, too. Yeah, but lately, uh, you know, I've been running a lot. So now we're all, I'm all in on the, the gels, and I'll use, like, electrolyte capsule, like, little pills. Prep, yeah, so. prepping and having the little capsules and stuff, the salt caps and the caps. Don't stab yourself with that knife that was stuck in there, right? Okay, good. Take yeah. it out. Um, we're gonna show, I'll show you something else that I stick in my backpacks all the time. Logan's, Logan's doing a box. You're... Okay, the way he's using that knife is... Yeah, you're scaring me, too. Yeah. I let it, I let him open a box, and it's like, it's, it's a to, I could get my neck slit. I didn't know Michael Myers was next to you. <laughs> Use the knife, cut everything up. What do we got in the box? This is our open the box segment. Oh. Every time we open up something that shows up around here in the box, can be brought to you by a company, uh, by your company if you choose. Yeah, can brought. Yeah, Matt's going to sell you on on the open the box segment. Uh, what do we got? Red Bulls. Red Bull gives you wings. Here, I'll hold the bottom there. Oh. 
they have to put it they have to package it like that because the guy chucks it over my fence and they get kind of dented what does that say right there uh if you're going to post please disclose you got hooked up we got hooked up oh wait oh that's right we got hooked up is it is it I think that's, what's in the box brought to you by Red Bull it's brought to you by Red Bull tonight so we got hooked up I think that's what you're not supposed to say uh please disclose that means yeah let them know if you're gonna yeah. post let them know oh it because it's it's at red bull and it gives you wings so don't read the rest of that part because that's not that's not for the this disclosure but so look now he wants to read it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so i'm a little confused are, are, are you sponsored by red bull or monster or both just depends on the day okay depends on what day it is Got who's, it. it depends on who's hanging out who's in, who's around right well it's like ricky and andrew both are monster guys right so yeah yeah, they're monster guys. So when they're here, I don't. Down the Red Bulls aren't around. Oh, there we go. It's just different, different times. This is this is from a long time ago. I got this back. Oh, okay. I got I got I got kicked off the team, not by my choice. Oh, that's right. You were a Red Bull athlete at one point, huh? No, I'd never Red Bull athlete. I just helped them with events. I did events back when they picked Dakar rider team. Okay. So, um, but then someone someone clipped clipped my wings, as it were. Oh, no. Because I was having them delivered to the office I used to work at. Yeah. And yeah. They, didn't, they didn't like it, even though everybody else in the office liked it because we had a Red Bull fridge. Uh-huh. And uh, that's why I want a, a small refrigerator right here, Logan. Remember we talked about this? Yeah. You're, you haven't told you where to go find one out in the desert? You did, and then we never looked. Okay. times we went. Well, because the bike was blown up. Yeah, I can't go can't go riding with you on your XR your your girl your wife or your your wife your sister's uh, CRF one twenty five, you know because that's all he's got anymore now. Yeah, he's really limited. That that one's dirt bike and you broke mine. I did, but oh, is it broken? I guess. Oh, the beta. Yeah. Yeah, it's broken. Right now. but didn't start. Oh jeez. It's had a couple it's, uh, Whatever has happened. Okay. No Red Bulls for you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently no Red Bulls for, all for you me. either. It's all for me. Um, okay, we have one more question? Yeah. Um, okay. A Glee underscore Alec. Bean McSteen underscore the underscore meme underscore machine. Uh, biker girl fan. Check out my sexy video. <laughs> and with that, we're going to have to shut the show down. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, um, uh, for joining in. George likes the peanut butter and honey sandwiches for him and Jim. Um, yeah, sardines seem to rank up pretty high up there. You guys are all sick. I'm not going <laughs> to ride with you. Fruit cake. Fruit cake is supposed to be the new energy bar. Um, yeah, I used to spam. Believe it or not, um, yeah, spam. I used to I, when I was ultra running. I used to do spam, and I sometimes I'll carry that in my pack as well. Uh, but nothing beats a, a Red Bull and a uh, a pizza. So uh, good for uh, joining in, everybody. Like I said, if you have your questions, for sure, uh, post them on the this video um, on Facebook when you ask the questions. Um, thanks for coming in, bike blow up guy. Yep, that was him. He started it, right? Yeah. He did start it, yeah. He started it was the problem. Oh, yeah, and then he started it, yeah, and then they kept riding it, yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, we'll, uh, please, uh, please share if you if you like what you see. Yeah, so share this, share the share these uh, videos with everybody. Uh, let us know um, if you find if you find ways that we can improve it. Um, go ahead and let us know, and then we'll 
do the exact opposite. If you know a way to do something on the YouTubes that's going to get us like the million point five, that's what we're up to now. Sure. Yeah. So that just just uh, let us know about that. We're going to have some pretty interesting stuff to announce next week. I thought it was going to be this week, but I thought it was going to be this week too. We got we got behind, so we have some new sponsors coming on board with the show and uh, some pretty good programs that are going to help us uh, kind of keep bringing this stuff to you. And if you want to come in and wear the taco hat, just uh, let us know a stupid story that you've done. (laughs) And uh, that's where we're going. So Mark Stewart says, Laura Bars. There are so many bars out there now. Laura Um, Bars, I've had those. Yeah, Kate's. Uh, I can't have too many Laura Bars. No. We've had Kate from Kate's Bars on the show. Actually, she just did a ride across Idaho. She did almost a tour of Idaho kind of thing. It's a different ride across Idaho with a few other girls, which is a pretty cool thing. She's a gnarly dirt biker. So... uh, Okay, um, thanks for the studio guests for showing up. Bob, did you fall asleep tonight during the show? Yes, he did. Yep. Yep. Why didn't you let us know? We could have woke him up. Oh, there's. I was texted photo evidence. I, I posted it. Got it. It's posted on the show. I said, George asked something about Bob, and I said, he's asleep. Uh, yeah. We'll include it. We'll include the picture next week. And then you're, rolling, you're running the closing music right now? Uh, no, not right now. Not right now. And just for anybody, in case they're concerned, Husaberg's 570s for life. We'll see you out in the trail. (laughs) 